Man, the world's first and only movie talk show podcast, baby. Welcome to Alpha, the city of a thousand planets, where for hundreds of years every species has shared their knowledge and intelligence with each other. Unfortunately, nobody ever shared this with the director of the movie itself, because <laughs> he is dumb as fuck. <laughs> <laughs> My name's Andy. With me, as always, is the guy who would share all his knowledge and intelligence if only he had any friends, Muller. Uh... That seems ironic today, <laughs> considering how many people I've brought into the studio. The small studio audience. With us as well as the guy who will kindly share all his knowledge and intelligence directly into your mouth, Braden. Hey there, I have lots of knowledge about uh, how to make your calves more muscular too, so... What you about your... Feel, I'll field your questions right now. Neck muscles. Um, <laughs> great, great. So... <laughs> We got, a, we got a few studio guests here, Josh and Pat and Evan. We got a full audience. Pat it. left immediately. So yeah, Pat, Pat left gone. immediately. Already off he, to a bad he start. Hates, <laughs> he hates this podcast. So I need to talk to you guys about something very pertinent to today. Oh, my God. And, and, and the problem here is attention stealers. Now, I'm going to start with Pat because he's out of the room right now, which is going to be great. So I, do you guys remember that night that we went to Swiss Chalet? Uh, yes, I don't, I don't think Braden was. There. I've never been there with you guys, right. but I've heard all the stories. So, so here's so so here's the conversation. You're you're with your you're with a group of guys, and you're deciding where to go out for dinner, and uh, everybody gets a vote, and you guys talk back and forth for 30, 40 minutes, and you know you put your word in, and then eventually you you make a decision on some on some dumb thing. So. Um, yeah, Papa Murphy's. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So you, no, no one ever did make No one ever decides that. So, so, so you, so you finally decide, and everybody gets their vote. So Pat says to me, "We're we're not forty minutes into this process. We're we're like one minute into the process." He says, "Listen, I don't want. Let's not do this whole rigmarole. Let's not do this forty-minute thing. I'm gonna buy you out of your vote." And 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 that way we can skip the whole thing. So 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 you're paying. You don't get a vote, but. I'll buy you dinner. So we go where Pat wants. Mm-hmm. Pat buys me dinner. He bought my vote out, right? Great. So now, so now, you know, he's taken away my voice, but I don't mind because I'm getting free dinner. What do I care where I'm going to eat? Did you know you free? were going to be shit talking Pat today, or did, you, <laughs> or did you just take the opportunity as soon as he left the room? No, I, I, I knew, I, I knew I was going to. I had no problem with that. So we get to the restaurant because I, because I don't want to eat at Swiss Chalet. What is this like, home cooking or some garbage? Like, I want to go it's, somewhere I can't eat at home. It's like okay at best. Yeah. So, so I, I really didn't, I really didn't want to go that much at all. So, we get to the meal, and you know, and 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 the whole, the whole premise was me not really liking it. So we get to the end of the meal, and then it's like, oh, hey, how was that? Uh, how was that Swiss Chalet? Did you like that? And I'm like. Yeah, it was pretty good. And pa- so then the next step Pat takes is tries to make me pay for the dinner because I liked it. So takes away the vote and <laughs> totally skips the process. <laughs> and, then, and then at the last minute tries to switch it. So <laughs> Pat does not look impressed. Right <laughs> Pat now. just walks in the room <laughs> when I get there. So, so, so this, is, this is the attention stealer problem. Right, so what do you mean attention? Everybody's sitting here. Everybody's discussing it. We're all in the midst of things, and then and then they divert you with the lie, 
and it, and, it, and it's it's I, I, maybe it's not a lie, but it's a diversion. I'll give you another example if you can't understand this. So I was. You I know, don't understand it. Okay, so you know you know the bidding wars, the twenty four hour bidding, right? You yeah. that you somebody puts up an item and everybody bids on it, and uh, and by the last minute everybody's going crazy. They're just bidding on your uh, your 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 dirty socks, and they're they're so excited to to pay a lot for these. So. Um, so I was I was a seller on this, and I was selling I was selling a couch, and everybody's bidding. They're going nuts, going nuts, and people are going. So then this so this girl's being so apprehensive, and it's not apprehensive, sorry, but she's going for the gusto, and she wins the bid, and and overbids everybody else. Great, you've got my attention now. You 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 fought everyone for attention, and then you've got it. Next step, doesn't come and pick up the couch, and now I have no one's attention, and now no one is going to buy my couch because she has diverted all of that attention away because everybody goes, oh, I lost the couch. You know, no more opportunities for me. You know, the, all the energy, all, all, the, all the bidding goes away, and, and now, now I'm stuck with a couch, and I have to sell it for like half price because this jerk goes and outbids everybody else, makes a big stink, a wave in their arms about how much money I have, and then and then doesn't doesn't pick it up. I mean, just put up another ad like a week later. Yeah, but the, but it doesn't work that way. You only get you only, you only get one shot. So you go again. You're gonna get like mm -hmm. half the attention. People just aren't gonna care. Like they get excited. Like these Facebook moms, man, they get so excited, and you got, and you got to strike when the iron's hot. So what's your problem with them? So I'm my problem. <laughs> they're stealing all the attention, Brady. But they're not purposely listening? stealing attention. It, well, well. Let, let's talk about the worst. Sounds like your problem is that you don't like having your attention stolen, but the that, and my money and my money stolen in this case because I'm because instead of selling money. my couch for eighty bucks, I had to sell it for forty because this jerk wouldn't come and pick up the freaking couch because she didn't think, oh, I don't have a truck to pick up a couch. It's, hey, you want to come pick this up? Oh yeah, but I don't like have a vehicle or anything. Like, is that a problem? Yes, it's a freaking problem because like, <laughs> how are you going to do it? So let's talk about the biggest attention stealer that I know. And his name is Andy, and I he's sitting in here right now. You've worded this all very strange. Neither of these two stories sound oh, I know where this is going. related at all. <laughs> <laughs> How should I rename this I have, then? I have no idea. So a month ago... We get what you're saying. A month ago, I started a conversation between five or six of our friends. I said, everybody, I've got a really great idea. Um, why don't we all get together and play re the new Resident Evil game? And, 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 we'll, and we'll play it on VR and it'll be great. So we're chatting for weeks and weeks on end, getting all excited about it. Everybody's built up. We've got guys getting babysitters, you know. Like people have moved things out of their schedule because of the work that I have put into people this. People are quitting jobs, yeah, people, leaving their wives. People, people are, exactly. Oh, they're, yeah. they're, they're, they're buying all the Papa Murphy's pizzas they can buy <laughs> <laughs> just so that they can make this event that I put all this work into organizing. By all this work, you meant a couple sentences on Facebook. But all this just, work just so, just that so I've been so into. Just so everyone's also, clear. It's subjective. So then, if, so then, then... That's a lot of work for most. This living <laughs> piece of crap over here doing, so. a few days ago goes, mm -hmm. oh, uh, guys, just by the way, it's my birthday, so we're going to go out for dinner and watch movies all night and not do the thing that you were planned. See you later. Uh, see you on Saturday. See, so you're telling this story exactly as it went down. Makes me look like a huge self-assassion. <laughs> And I feel pretty good about it. I regret nothing. I had no desire to play Resident Evil, or especially in VR. Oh, so man. I feel pretty good about it. I, I, I am determined to see... I embrace my selfishness. I want to know so bad if you will be frightened by that game, because it is very scary. I know I'll probably be nauseous, because it's in VR. <laughs> is that what's really going on? Are you just scared to 
He's scared to Frosty be scared. Sees, yeah. I just don't like VR. And I was like, oh, I don't, I don't want to go to some VR thing. And then it's Resident Evil, and I'm pretty bored by Resident Evil. I bet it probably is pretty spooky with it right in front of your face yeah. or whatever. But I want to see. Yeah, I just don't like Resident I, Evil I, or I VR. And the marriage of those two things sounded awful. So I was, I was like, you know what? I'm just going to steal all this attention <laughs> away from Muller. Fuck that guy. <laughs> well, I'm a generous man, and I'm going to put some attention back onto you because, as you oh. said, it's your birthday. So I throw... Sorry, sorry. No, no, go ahead. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, I have a special event for us today. Throw out your fine dining escargot because we got a good dumpster out back behind the Tim Hortons so we can get some dumpster bagels. I know Andy and Braden like a lot of dumpster I, food. I used to steal the donuts Tim Hortons to throw out <laughs> at the end of the shift. Yeah, you know what I'm talking about, Pat. <laughs> no more caviar for us because I think there's a tasty ginkgo Chinese food nearby. We can get some undercooked raw chicken balls. <laughs> Uh, make sure you take that fresh, perfectly marbled filet mignon. Just slide it right into the compost, because Brayden and Andy are having none of that high-class The meat. irony being here. <laughs> they to, only uh, eat turkey necks and artichoke hearts. To rudely interrupt here, but you're like the biggest mooch I know. Anytime anyone has some food like or discarded food, you jump all over it. I, so. I'm, I'm not claiming that you guys are mooches. I'm just claiming that you have the worst taste in food. I'm just food. saying, you're, you're taking people's like leftovers. No, I'm not. So I know you guys have poor man's tastes. And uh, as you know, today is Andy's birthday. It's so in honor of Andy's which, birthday... Which you probably don't know, and it actually isn't. So. <laughs> <laughs> in honor of Andy's birthday, which is apparently coming or happened, happened. recently, uh, we're celebrating. And when it's somebody's birthday, you need to make sure you're very self-sacrificing. You don't want to push them into doing something that they don't want to do. You want to try to think about what they really want. So I thought today, let's celebrate... With a pizza. Oh. Now, as you can see, this is a nice Jim's pizza right here. This is a Papa Jim- Murphy's pizza. I can see right through this. this <laughs> no, is no, a scam. this is a Jim's pizza, and they and they've and and they have made a new type of pizza uh, called the the stuffed Jim's pizza. This is the dumpster pizza that you guys already love. Let's see if I want to see I, if you guys love it. This is such a scam. So I, I already knew what you were up to. By the way, so. <laughs> so why don't why don't we open this baby up? I got I got some in studio. Uh, guests, so we can all try this pizza live. Now, while we're getting this baby ready, tell me, there's some plates, by the way, over there if you need. Um, what is the best pizza, Andy, that you have ever had? Uh, I have no idea. I'm not like a pizza snob. This is the vegetarian side, by the way, for... Oh, you, I was, I thought flakes. I had an out there. <laughs> oh, no, I made sure I got a third vegetarian. The other one is Bacon Ranch from Jim's Pizza, of course. This is, this, uh, this you're is, so full of crap. <laughs> you went out of your way to get a bland, like a boring, plain pizza box, and then you stuck a Papa Murphy's pizza in it. <laughs> no way. No, this is this is for Andy's birthday, man. Like we we have to celebrate this, and I want to make sure that we have some nice so, pizza. Watch where you're splashing uh, your water there. Sir. Oh, sorry, it's like yeah, all yeah. over the electronics. Okay. Yeah, just uh, We're gonna start chewing all over the air here. So everybody, everybody, grab a slice. Grab. Okay. Leave that veggie this side veggie for side right here. yeah. There's there's three pa- uh, pieces right there, and yeah. uh, we'll start. Oh, watch out! Don't don't let it fall apart there. Now you tell me first oh, of there's all. There's olives on it. I can't eat it. <laughs> by just by the looks, grab that one. <laughs> but, <laughs> just by the looks of this pizza and these slices, do you think that you could eat this whole pizza? Uh, no, did anyone claim they could eat? Yes, uh, the last episode pizza? you said a real man can eat an entire pizza. I think I said not that. a big. And I said with a Papa Murphy's pizza. I mean a Jim's pizza. Uh, 
all you can really eat is like two, maybe three slices. I think Andy could maybe. I think Andy could maybe eat three slices. So I want to start by. Here. I believe most yeah. of my claim was that was more than one. I think I probably said an entire pizza, more so in jest or whatever. Yeah, and 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 I said I can probably eat three quarters of a normal pizza. But I can only eat like two pieces of a of one of these specialty Jim's pizzas uh, that I've brought today. Um, so why don't we uh, well, before we before we bite in? What's what's the best pizza that you've ever had? Everybody think of this. I don't know. To I don't actually guests. have an opinion on that. Like I legit like I I don't know. Best pizza I've ever yeah, had. Yeah. Can you imagine like what the best pizza you've ever had is? Mm-hmm. I, I legit- It'll be really easy in like ten. Minutes. I'm easy going with pizza, man. <laughs> like I, I, it's probably easier to pick out how many bad pizzas I've had. Yeah. Like most pizzas, like pretty good. Okay, I find. Well, but I guess I'm going to be enlightened. We're gonna we're we're gonna find out we're gonna find out uh, how much we love Andy on his birthday uh, after trying out these oh, pizzas. You're gonna, so you're gonna love me in about a minute or so. Let, 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 why don't we okay, why do don't this. we take some bites of pizza here? Okay, we're eating. We're taking a I'm taking a bite. Um, so while you eat there, tell a little story so it's not just people munching. Uh, I do recall what I said about uh, Papa Murphy's Pizza, I and mean, I knew you were up to some kind of fuckery when you drove to Surrey just a, like an hour before we were supposed to see a movie, the nearest Papa Murphy's uh, location to us. Um, then I thought, like, what did I, what did I say about Papa Murphy? Because I remember saying something about uh, if I ever had Papa Murphy's <laughs> Pizza in front of me and what I would do. <laughs> no, and, what you said is... I'm going to go to a Papa Murphy's Pizza and buy the raw pizza and throw it in the garbage in the store. <laughs> so what I'm going to do here with this, with this Papa Murphy's Pizza that was probably cooked in an oven about an hour ago, what, what one should do with Papa Murphy's okay. Pizza. I'll just be right back. I'm stepping away from the microphone. So, and, this. No, this is a, a Jim's walk. Pizza. Don't, you don't want to throw out this pizza because this is a Jim's Pizza, not a Papa Murphy's Pizza. This is the new... Look at the box. This is... <laughs> <laughs> this is a, this is a box. Yeah, if you can find the garbage, it's by the, the way, it's in the back there, Andy. <laughs> he's actually doing it. He's yeah, he's, to the he is going to the garbage right now. He's so waving. Did you bail on a movie last night? No, I went. Oh, you went. Yeah, okay. yeah. We just we just went a little. We went and saw that Atomic Blonde movie. Charlie Theron, super hot babe, uh, making out with other babes. Uh, oh, I make sure you don't throw that in the recycling. They're both identical. Okay, that's going right. <laughs> <laughs> Should we get a photo of him right now? Yeah. <laughs> we oh, I missed it. Stay there with your hand up. <laughs> One second. I'm going to zoom it. <laughs> Through the trees. <laughs> Through the trees. <laughs> well, whenever you're done there, come here and have a slice of your, uh, of your Jim's uh, birthday pizza and, uh, you know, see, see, see how she goes for you. Well, uh, let's get a let's get a rating here. Evan, do you want to move right closer? What's where your Papa Murphy's Pizza belong? What's your rating of the Papa Murphy's Pizza out of ten? Six out of ten. <laughs> Which, as I recall, I said most most, most food places that Muller likes are just okay. Mm-hmm. Pat. Seven. <laughs> this is seven out of not ten. A, not a glowing review, but again, pretty okay. Did you get Good the chicken review. bacon one over there? So you got the chicken. Yeah, you can see it. Yeah, you did. Joshy boy. 
Nine out of nine ten. No, Josh has seen a nine, and I think Josh a disagreed. spike in a spike in the average. But, you I know. think Josh disagreed with your Chinese food tactics too. So uh, okay. you know, maybe maybe we're just more similar, Braden. So let's lay. Let's get the official. Somebody who la- as recently as about fifteen hours ago ate a few slices of Little Caesars vegetarian pizza. Uh, this was pretty disappointing. <laughs> Honestly, the Little Caesars pizza was better than this. I'd give this like a five out of five. I, th- I think. You know, what? five out of five. I, I, like, I like, how, I like how big it is, or five out of ten. I like how oh. big it is, but it tastes. This, it tastes kind of funny. I don't know what it is. Is this? But it tastes. Well, kind of funny. it was sitting in my car for like an hour. Um. <laughs> we might have food poisoning. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's how you're supposed to cook Papa Murphy's pizza. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so sit in your car all day. Yeah. <laughs> so is this? As big as a deep dish pizza or close to? I don't zero uh, percent. Uh, I don't think you know what a, a Chicago because I remember I specifically said a Chicago deep dish pizza. I don't think you know what they are. You should do a Google search for what they are. They're like an they're like an, an apple, actual an apple pie thickness. Like that's what that's they're pretty like. thick. So zero. This is zero percent as thick as that. Yes, zero. <laughs> that's what you're yeah. saying. Yeah, that's probably uh, no. That doesn't look much thicker. It's just the crust that's the apple pie part. Everything else sinks down under. Nah, I don't know what you're looking at. Look, well, you search for it. I, I know what Chicago deep dish is. Well, I'm looking at what you're anyway, telling me, and it's but just you know what? Like not much bigger. Muller, I got to give it to you. Uh, I would say that it was a 10 out of 10. Throwing it out felt fucking <laughs> great. I'm going to, you know, next time I go out for pizza, that Papa Murphy's going to be my choice because that felt fantastic, just throwing that into the garbage like that. He just He's ordering pizzas all day, just throwing them out as he's starving to death, but he's so happy. <laughs> Well, there goes uh, Andy's birthday celebration mm-hmm. thrown in the dumpster, just like everything else Andy loves. Mm-hmm. Why don't we uh, get to our most hated movie ever? Mm-hmm. I thought we were. Uh, all right. <laughs> I, I know. I know you hate that joke. I'm. Um, <laughs> of the week. week. There we go. <laughs> we did it. <laughs> uh, Valerian, the city of a planet of a thousand cities. City what, of what a the thousand fuck is this men. Title called. Um, the city of a thousand planets. Homos in space, Valerian. <laughs> <laughs> that's uh, that's what the that's what the movie's called. Uh, so yeah, we all recently uh, <laughs> saw the new Luke Besson extravaganza, Valerian. It's the big new sci-fi action movie, or sci-fi CGI. Yeah, movie. yeah. For anyone who is confused about what movie we're talking about, it's it's the one you saw on the commercials and the trailers that just looks like a complete CGI nightmare. Like the whole thing's in a computer. It looks just like Lawnmower Man. Is that what you're saying? Uh, it wishes. <laughs> yeah, do not insult Lawnmower Man. <laughs> yeah, this movie didn't have any <laughs> virtual <Digital> bees. bees. <laughs> <laughs> okay, uh, well, what's this movie about? What are, how do we? What do you want? Oh, that's a confusing question to even yeah. answer because the the plot's like a fucking nightmare. So like, I, I'm like chewing into the microphone. I'm trying to talk, but I keep like. Um, yeah, what a good, great, great way to start a podcast. Everyone's like mouth full of food and salt and shit, so they're all parched. <laughs> um, so after I saw this movie this week, I went on the Wikipedia and I checked out the synopsis. And the synopsis had one of those warnings that said, um, basically, this synopsis has too much detail in it. Like it's it's not it's not really a summary. It's more of a, a scene by scene like description. So it was, it was one of those really long ones. And you know, Wikipedia has those little citations saying, somebody fix yeah. this. This is, this is not yeah. good. Um, so I had all the detail in the world of every scene going on and 
I read that immediately after watching the movie, and I still do not know what happened in the movie <laughs> well, <laughs> or in those scenes, especially the middle portion of the movie. I, I, I think. I think part of the reason it's so confusing is because the plot doesn't even really reveal itself till like well over an hour into the movie. I still don't. What was the plot? It was like they needed some to save some blue people. There's some like is this Avatar again. There's some alien race going. They their planet got destroyed and they're kind of going extinct and. Now, someone's looking into it. And you look really distracted reads. by this Papa Murphy's no, pizza. No, it looks no, so no. good, I'm, you can't I'm even trying, think about even, what the movie is. There's none even in my field of vision it's right it's now. Right yeah, that's here. behind my laptop, you doofus. <laughs> um, <laughs> no, I, I was just trying to right think here. like what the actual uh, like the plot was about. And it is hard to think about it because the movie takes like an hour and a half before it gets to the plot where you find out what the villain was up to or who the villain even is. I can't oh, remember. Yeah. It, was, it, was, uh, it, was Clive Owen. it was Clive Owen dressed like oh. M. Bison. Oh yeah, from uh, Street Fighter. <laughs> yeah. um, his best M Bison. Oh wait, what, how is he? A, he Remember they a, had like that really like limp dick reveal at the end, where you're like, you're like, oh, who gave that order to destroy the planet? And it was, you could hear Clive Owen's voice, and it was like so lame. Okay, yeah. we gotta we gotta set anyway, this we're, movie we're up a little bit here, somehow here. Like, there's 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 how two, do you approach like, such a confusing mess? There's two like government space. Soldier, cop, people. Who were they even? And they, they're yeah. like, they like protect marines or something. They, pr- they protect and look over the. These human are the main. Race these are the main the different like, galaxies yeah. that they live in. Uh, and they, I don't even, I don't even remember how this story got started. I just remember, <laughs> like, I just remember in the theater, like an hour and a half into, like it's almost two and a half hour movie. Uh, and then I was like, oh, this is what the movie's about. Like it took that long yeah. for them to actually so, get the plot going. So we have our two protagonists, which is. Um, a guy who's like 31 years old who looks like he's 12 yes. years old. Yeah. He looks like a very small Glad you child. It up. So I'll call him uh, Small Kid Mike. Um, boy uh, Cop. Boy Cop. <laughs> and then you have um, Cara Delevingne, the, that model ch- lady who is also in the the Call of Duty trailers. I don't, uh, I, I don't think I've seen her. They were really inspired by those Call of Duty oh, no, trailers. She was, so they the only her. other thing I've seen her in was she was in Suicide Squad. She was like the witch lady. All right. Well, I had a friend of mine who would just constantly post photos of her all the time and just like with her name. And I just remember being like, are you, is it, cool. are, are you dating this girl? Like, <laughs> why, why are you posting photos of her? All? Like, it's not like he always posted photos of anybody. Like, it was just... It was just of her on Facebook, and I was like, "I know she's really popular, but I, I, don't, I don't know why." <laughs> like, I can go just to, just look at them on your own. Why do you? Or like, like I can just go subscribe to her like page or whatever, and yeah. or on her Instagram or I, yeah, I don't, I don't know. <laughs> like, there was not, he didn't say anything about it. Like, he would just post photos of her, like because he really liked her. I guess I don't know. That's weird. Maybe he was a genius. Uh, <laughs> yeah. So they come to this. So in in the movie, there's like this this little space station that started out as like uh, a place to where different alien species could all gather and kind of come together. Right. The opening. And, and it keeps growing and growing and growing until there's like a thousand different people. That's why it's called like the city of a thousand planets. Yeah. It's, it's this giant space station outside of earth that just is like a whole other planet basically. Yeah. Like a small planet, like the size of Kenya. Um, and, uh, the, the opening scene of this movie is great because um, so how it kind of opens is like you've got some people in a hallway like one you know so a ship is docked and you know the people who are coming from space walk into the space station and they meet some some ambassador some human ambassador right and they shake hands and it's like okay they've made contact with this species yeah. so then like it's like oh the next species comes yeah. and it's kind of this montage it's actually a pretty good intro yeah and but but then like 
but then like they just keep coming and there's just like more handshaking and handshaking. Like these hands don't stop. Like where are all these hands coming from? Like eventually they shook like 30 people's hands like all in the space of like three minutes and it just like keeps prolonging and more and more like handshaking with David Bowie's space oddity like playing in the background. And that's always a good song. The guys who are welcoming the aliens too change a few times. So it's implying that it's been, they're getting older. Yeah. So it's like, I actually, I actually liked the intro because without really any words, uh, they, they conveyed a decent amount of information. I like Like the show. Yeah. This, this same general dude or captain, whatever shaking all these aliens, but you see him, he's he's a little older each time until he's like an old man. And then I think it's like a different, yeah, it's a different person. Uh, and then you see all these species and then it shows like a shot of the space station uh, every couple ones and it's like growing and growing. It's, it's, it's a decent little sequence. Probably like, I would say, in my opinion, the only good sequence in the entire movie. Yeah, it was, and I, I don't want to say it was a bad sequence. It was just funny. Like it went about 30% too it long. Went a like, little like, like, like yeah. And I was like, man, they're like still shaking hands right now. This is a, Luke Besson like really likes people's hands. Like he's a real oh, business yeah, he guy. Does. He's just shaking. <laughs> yeah, so. Um, yeah, so they have this big city outside of the it's, it's a cool idea it's like you know your ISS you know station that's outside of planet earth but just getting humongous that you have yeah, you know, weird so little subcultures in just it for and a basic, slums and just for a basic idea of the plot our two main leads who are like like space cops sort of type like they go and investigate things and keep the balance wherever wherever humans are in the galaxy or whatever and they get called back to this place. I don't remember why, but then this whole thing starts unfloating about these these aliens that kind of attack, and you find out their planet was destroyed and all this stuff, and then a whole big conspiracy opens up after that. That's sort of what Spoiler I can piece alert. together and remember <laughs> about what the movie was about. Yeah, I mean, yeah, the aliens like were mad about their planet being destroyed. Well, their planet was destroyed. Yeah, no, but were were they mad about that, or were they? Well, mad why wouldn't about they some... be mad? Of course, they're mad about <laughs> their planet. <laughs> no. Why wouldn't they? Well, I'm not saying were they mad about it. What well, was the central conflict that they were mad and wanted revenge, or didn't didn't they like want? Well, the central no, no, conflict no, was were... that they were trying to re- resurrect their planet, and they yes. needed a couple devices to do so, oh, okay. and that something yeah. is stopping them from doing it. Yes, but this this that whole plot that we just described takes like a, that, that's what I was yeah, saying. Yeah, right? like it takes like minutes. an hour and a half. You're to get seventy-five going. percent like they, in. Yeah, it takes a long time to get to the point where you figure out that's what this movie. They set it up. At the very beginning of the movie, like like you see the planet get destroyed. You see the and like pla- kind of a- you see them all peaceful doing some alien like r- the mo- religious most ritual or it, some kind. I mean, I, you don't have any idea what's actually going on. I really felt brainwashed by you because we were sitting there watching <laughs> this and I was we were like, man, this is some anime nonsense going on because right it's just here. yeah things that don't make sense <laughs> but look cool. Yeah, I, I leaned over and I was like, this is like we're watching an anime. Well, and a, and a big yeah, problem with this bad one. I think yeah. we've touched on this on this in the past is when you have something like this where it's it's a completely alien planet to us figuratively and literally alien to us uh, and they're doing all these crazy like ritual stuff based on like their environment and these these mystical pearls on their planet and we don't know any of it because it doesn't relate to our lives or, or earth in any uh, way shape or fashion uh, and there's no actual like human protagonist like a more grounded character that we can relate to that needs these things explained to him yeah that's one thing I thought right so away so all of these things are just happening and there's no explanation for it and yeah and I look at it the first thing I thought I was like I bet anime fans will fucking love <laughs> they'll gobble this shit right up because like, none of this is being explained it doesn't make any sense it's just nonsense but it's crazy amazing visuals and oh wow and, wow <laughs> uh, like that People, I, I saw that scene and I was immediately off put because I don't know if they motion cap. Like a lot of times when they have CGI characters mm. like that, they'll do the motion capture thing on they their face. That. They'll put the dots on an actual human's face, like, and then they'll render their facial expressions over top of that with a computer. Uh, 
I don't think they did that with this because, man, those aliens had a real, real bad case of, like, the uncanny valley. Like, oh, yeah. She gets some motion capture devices on my face while I'm eating this pizza. Like, you can see how happy I am in even, the computer. Even, uh, even though they were aliens, they, had, they were very human-like. They had a very human face despite its very pale complexion. So the, the face was very human. I think that the... But they were making facial expressions that were like, they were smiling but showing like way too much teeth. Like I think the expression you're, yeah. you're looking for is that they all looked gay. Uh, maybe I mean the one the one king had had a woman's voice and I was like what's going on that was, weird. It was I was so yeah. I was trying to figure it out Luke, it was really Luke, Luke uh, yeah. he's a progressive guy or a pervert one of the <laughs> It was like the maybe gra- one in the same it's like yeah. the grandma Tarkin in uh, Rogue One remember he was <laughs> I mean they simultaneously didn't look as good or as bad as uh, as that. No, they didn't. Right? I, that, that was that was trying to be real. I didn't get as creeped out uh, yeah. by that. It was more yeah. so just some of their facial expressions. They were really like they would smile mm-hmm. and they have a very human face and they're they're not trying to do some wacky alien smile. It's supposed to look like us smiling, mm-hmm. but it's slightly off because they just animated the whole thing and right. It's not top notch CGI. That that's <laughs> one of the things. So, uh, so uh, it's oh. funny when they when we first meet the aliens. Uh, Pat here, who is with us, he 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 kind of just blurts out, "Oh, it's Rihanna." <laughs> I started laughing. I was like, "That's not Rihanna. That's CGI." And then I was like, "Oh," and not knowing much about the movie, I was like, "I guess one of these aliens, maybe." And it doesn't happen, but they they tag along, and one of these aliens is part of the adventure. And I was like, "Oh, maybe one of those is like Rihanna. She's motion captured." So for a while, I was thinking, "Oh, I guess she's just one of these aliens." I wasn't even sure if you were joking. <laughs> but she by makes the end an actual appearance she later, shows like just in her normal skin. Yeah. And you're like, "Oh, it's one of these aliens." Rihanna's like voice acting her. Yeah. I wasn't sure. So, um, but I, I want to set the story up just a little bit more. Okay. So, I one point. So, a big part of this this premise with this big space station that's outside of the Earth is that they're like the space station is getting too big for the Earth, space or, or something. So uh, I think it was just too close. It was too big to be that close to Earth. Yeah. yeah so the gravitational. So pull. so yeah. let's let's go through some uh, some really obvious ideas that you would do. Um, <laughs> If uh, somebody put some uh, some really good Jim's pizza too close to your face, what would you do? I, I, I mean, I, I showed what I would do. I throw it into the garbage. <laughs> I don't know if they should throw the entire space station into the garbage. Though. That's yeah. not a good idea. We well, said but, Jim's pizza. He yeah, I it, said probably. Jim's pizza. This is this is you Jim's pizza. pizza. Oh, yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah. You make what, it what, sound what, like I'm this diehard Jim's pizza guy. <laughs> yeah, I think it's is. all. I think you it's all right. Love Jim's pizza. <laughs> yeah. You guys cannot. Like you've you got this idea that I've it. said it's my favorite pizza. <laughs> it's amazing. I think it's all right. It's it's decent. It's decent pizza. So. If if but if somebody was taking that not even in your mouth like just putting it too close to your head or something or or too close to you like what would you do if you were just too, it was just too close I would push it away you, you would you it. would you would probably just just get a little further away so instead of so so that's what we should yeah. do at the space station well it's like a hundred kilometers from the earth uh, it's too close how why don't why not one hundred and fifty yeah why, why not two hundred kilometers like. Well, well, what just did just they, increase the numbers. What did they try to do in the movie? I don't even remember. Oh, Nothing. let me tell you what they did in the movie. They were like, well, it's a little bit too close. So let's take our most giant space vessel that exists in all of human history and use it as a scouting vessel to go explore new galaxies. You know what's amazing? So <laughs> you're explaining this to me right now. And I remember after watching the movie going on to like a Reddit, a subreddit for this movie just to see what uh, other people's opinions of it were, which were negative for anyone who was interested. <laughs> um, and 
some people were describing scenes that I didn't even remember at all. Like specific scenes, they're like, "Yeah, just the, the the spaceship scene with the big missile was great." And I'm like, "When the fuck did that happen? I don't remember any of I this." I can't happening. remember that either. And I don't I actually remember. I don't remember what you're talking. I'm sure it did happen. I'm not <laughs> doubting you. Uh, I don't actually remember that happening. I remember them saying, "Yeah, we need to move it." It was. It was. Yeah. It was too close. It was part of the intro. So, and they're saying we're going to explore new galaxies, and it's like. If yeah. you're going to explore something new, like you just send a small scouting ship because because you could just end up in a black hole or, or a wormhole or you could end up too close to a sun and just die. And maybe you don't want all of your technical technological achievements Dude. to burn up in one try. Well, there, there's a lot of problems with this plot. Does, <laughs> does this subplot go anywhere? Because that's not what the movie's it, about. It doesn't go anywhere and it has pretty much it, nothing to do with anything Yeah, because after that... I remember them talking about say, it, but now that I think back, about, like I forgot all about this. But I mean, it just part it of the had intro. no purpose whatsoever. And, and it says four hundred years later, and then it shows the alien planet. Yeah, and, and it's it, like why? Why did they have to go out into space to find alien well, planets? And why? Like, why wouldn't the aliens have just made it to us? Well, also, why do they? Why do they need to go scout out a location? They've, so they've said that this is like the city of a thousand uh, planets. So lot like thousands and thousands of different. Yeah, is there like species. a center of the universe they're looking for? Like any, anywhere's the center. But that already <laughs> implies that they have a good understanding of of space exploration. So they should. Already be like, oh yeah, we can just move yeah. it over there. There's the no planet. Over thousands there. of planets are already <laughs> yeah. on their thing. So they already, like, got, a they, lot of, yeah. they already <laughs> got a lot of like galaxies and yeah. universes well, I think like, it's a, scouted out. No, I think it's a metaphor just that like the the aliens come here and and you know so we have a thousand planets worth of culture. Yeah, yeah. that's the idea. all of this is moot because you're right. They could just push it like another. Like Ten feet. I mean, it makes it, 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 yeah, it makes sense because apparently everyone in this back year, backwards universe just does it, things that make no sense all the time. So, I, like, I guess they're being internally inconsistent or consistent. Sorry. So, um, yeah, everybody in this is a complete idiot. Um, yeah. Um, I want to talk a bit about like the two main leads, which we touched on a little bit: the the young twelve year old boy, boy cop, and. Uh, that chick yeah. that, that I cannot find a way to with. summarize like what happens. Like I cannot I, find. I think even we summarized a, it up a bit. There's some dying planet. It's it's hard because the plot takes so long to get going. That's why it's so hard. But eventually you find out this. this but like, what is they're even trying the, to recreate the, this alien species is trying to recreate their their. But I don't even know what the journey whatever. of the protagonists. Oh yeah, that is. I don't like, know. like 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 that's they that's kinda, what the movie's just, about, right? Well, it's they like, just meander around for like an hour and a half until they stumble upon. Yeah, this. they have like a few like subplots. Like, well, they're like chasing we're after a TV show, and there's episodes. They're or after something. Clive Owen because he's been kidnapped, and they don't know that these aliens. But that doesn't show up for like ninety minutes. Yeah, that takes a while. That's what I'm talking about. It takes up, a long time for this to get going. It's like 50 or 60 minutes of them like trying to, oh, they're trying to recover that dumb tr- translator uh, that tiny dinosaur guy. The box, yeah, <laughs> yeah. They, like, remember they? they oh, yeah, yeah. So, yeah, so oh, they, gosh. so they go to this, they go to this freaking weird city where the city is just a desert. But when you put on the VR yeah. glasses, now you're now all of a sudden the city exists and you can see it. And you that put was, on the gloves and you can interact with it. That scene was a fucking nightmare. <laughs> and everyone's praising it as like, oh, this is the you know the rest of the movie wasn't that good, but this scene was great. Like, wow, what a so oh, so one thing one thing we've talked about in the past uh, when talking about CG. Holy cow! Like just trying to unpiece like, when talking about uh, CG. CGI in the past, I think it was in our Jurassic Park episode, uh, was we talked about one of the inherent problems with CGI is that you get an over-creativity problem where yeah. because they can do anything, they, do they, just, they just do the first thing they think, they, the, most, the first most insane thing they can think of. Uh, and this city, this, this virtual city that they're in is almost a perfect example of that because it's like I feel, it feels like an idea where they're like, oh, we could do this thing where there's, there's an alternate 
like parallel universe on this planet and the city exists there but we we don't exist in it but then when they put on the VR goggles <laughs> then they can see it but they're not actually in that but then but also they are in but it but then <laughs> if if the main the main protagonist has this box thing that he puts his hand into and now his hand is actually transported is, is into the parallel universe in the universe but, so he can interact with but the we'll thing. see him in the VR thing although we'll see a VR hologram of him in the VR city but his hand will be floating and it's just like what, what the fuck is going on <laughs> so, like, like this like this needs some concision here someone should have come in and been like no 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 you gotta limit limit your you gotta harness your creativity here this yeah, is getting out somebody of hand. needs to come in with like with a firm you know pair of scissors and um just cut up all the hard drives and throw the movie in the garbage and then make another movie. <laughs> uh, and they screwed it up a lot. Like that, there's that one guy that goes in to help the protagonist and he yeah. puts the boxes on his arms just to get him, give him some some back some gunfire. Right in the other universe. Yeah, and he gets he gets attacked. And you, were, I remember you yelled out, Muller. You're like, wait. So is his body in the? Yeah, it was so. Is it just could, his arms in it? Because yeah, his yeah. arms are in it, but then people are attacking his hologram body, and he seems upset yes. by that. And I, and I don't know why. I'm like, wait. So it, I remember what, watching. Yeah. <laughs> I cannot. I remember watching watching this, so and it felt like exactly what you're talking about. Like, oh, they screwed this up. He's not supposed to be able to do that. But I was so like, wait, did they screw it up? And I just don't understand what's going on. Like, it was a. And this is like basically the kind of the intro adventure. To the yeah. movie, like this is the big action thing to kind yeah, of intru- was... introduce us, introduce us into like the characters and their personalities and whatever. Uh, it's not like any part of. I, I mean, it kind of links to the the rest of the main plot, but this is a little adventure into the VR city. The movie's not about this VR city, and it was a confusing fucking mess. Because again, it's like I'm I I don't exist in this universe. I don't know how a VR parallel universe works because we don't have. And that, they do not like do a good job of explaining. And they don't do a good job of explaining it. And there's all these like clear rules, like they can't interact with it unless they have their hand in this box. But then all of a sudden, holograms are interacting with them, and it's like. I don't know if they did it wrong, like if they got some, if they, they screwed it up, or if it was just so horribly confusing and convoluted that I couldn't, it wasn't clear to me or I couldn't figure it out. It was a fucking mess. And this is like intro to the movie. Yeah, this, this is, is how you're kicking It's a long scene. Off. Like it's like 20, 30 minutes. Yeah. Like, uh, yeah, at least 15 for sure. So, they're, so what they recover here is this weird, dumb dinosaur thing that is. Um, it's what those those aliens, you know, remember we said the aliens are looking for a few pieces of technology mm-hmm. to rebuild their planet. So you don't know what they're looking for, really. Like, you don't understand. You just know that these two uh, agents, uh, Scout Boy, what are we calling him? Uh, Scout Boy and Cara Delvine, sure. <laughs> um, who have the... I won't get into that. So we just know that they're trying to recover some... Something. Something from this weird... They're, they're government dimension. agents. They're, they're space government agents, in, in essence. So they Who get, apparently they... have no authority over anyone because everyone just attacks them randomly. Um. And, like, <laughs> apparently apparently the government they work for is just, like, the weakest, crappiest government, like, who has no authority. The and Human no one... Federation. Well, or yeah, like... <laughs> here's uh, an inherent problem with them, and, and you touched on a little on it a little bit, but, and, and we are by calling him a 12-year-old boy because he looks really young. I think the actor in real life is like 32 he's 31 32 30 yeah 30, 31 yeah. Uh, he looks like like he's in like grade 10 like he looks young That's wild. he looks very he's he's like a Jesse Eisenberg type where it's huh. like yeah he's like 30 35 in no, he's not just a Jesse Eisenberg type man. Jesse yeah, Eisenberg Jesse, Jesse Eisenberg, Eisenberg just no, looks like right. a nerd. Like this guy looks like a kid. 
Yeah, so, so but which is, you know, whatever. I'm not going to knock this guy on his looks, but the problem no, is when you're do. supposed to be like this, he's supposed to be this notorious, like, government agent, soldier, badass type, and I'm just looking at, like, a 12-year-old in his adorable little space suit, and I'm supposed <laughs> to be taking this seriously, my, and I can't at all. To further that point, my father-in-law went and saw this movie, and mm-hmm. he, he's like, you Wait, know, your he, typical... Uh, it wasn't on Pure Flix, though. Why did, no, how was he allowed to watch it? He, oh, the theater was on it. And, <laughs> is it um, a Christian theater? Yes. Oh. We're in Chilliwack. So um, he's like Save George, right? Skin. He likes your yeah, usual average, action whatever yeah. movies. And he hated this movie. <laughs> and his like one word review was, well, the main character looks like he can't even shave. So <laughs> <laughs> I was like, that is a perfect dad review of this movie. Well, and the other thing too, so the, the female lead, she's a little bit better. Like I would say if you ask, if I had to guess her age just based on how she looks, I'd say she's 19 or 20. I think she's a bit older than that. I'm going to guess 25. I'm just guessing, throwing it out there. But like... Based on her looks, I, I would say she's like 19. And again, she just doesn't look intimidating. It shows, it shows her, her in like fight scenes and, and whatnot. And she's yeah. supposed to be a badass. And like, well, her eyebrows looks, look like they could beat you up. <laughs> she, <laughs> looks, <laughs> she looks like she's like fresh out of high school. They, they have to she age does. her down. And just, like we said, it's like an anime, right? Like, <laughs> 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 um, yeah, but so they have this weird like romantic tension that exists immediately, like from the first oh, God. scene with them oh, in the God. movie. That was so off putting. <laughs> yeah. I can't talk about how much of the beginning of this movie is are so off putting. Like other than the handshake scene that you were talking about, I was cool with that. I like how our like our top a feature for this movie is like you know what was really great was this scene where everyone was shaking hands. <laughs> yeah, all these businessmen were going around shaking hands like yeah. we're watching some like weird Tim and Eric businessman yeah. sketch that's like yeah. like that's our favorite scene of the movie. It was movie. the only thing that stood Good out job, to me Luke. of like of like yeah that was that was nifty that was all right you see these fun little aliens and. Shaking hands. Some of them don't know what it is. Fun. Anyway, uh, but yeah, right after that, they introduce you to the to the two leads, like these two like high schoolers that are apparently government agent badasses, and the one guy, the dude is hitting on the chick, and in a real like creeper sort of way. Yeah, it's like, super weird because she's like she's like, well, listen, I know you're hitting on me, but I I have a because this is a computeristic technological universe, I have this uh, grid, uh, like this binder of uh, Pokemon cards, and each one has uh, the last woman you slept yeah, with. That, so I've got like 150 that women that you slept with all here. So I really don't want to be, uh, you know, in the next one in that list. And he's like, oh, all right, well, how about I marry you? Yeah, so <laughs> one, one thing I couldn't... That was weird. One it thing I weird. could not figure out at all was if they were in a relationship already, and he was like trying to woo her I don't think more. they were. I don't think they were, but it kind of alludes to it later in the movie, but at the beginning of the movie, he's like, "Come on, we're you know we're perfect for each other." It's really creepy because yeah. like it is like, yeah, you, you see people complaining. Because it's like you, a thirty-one-year-old guy like hitting on this fourteen-year-old like girl. <laughs> Super. You creepy. see, uh, <laughs> I, I see like women online complaining about like guys hitting on them that just won't stop, and I never see any examples of that in real life. But this, the, like, <laughs> I, I, I mean to say, I don't, I'm not saying that doesn't happen. I mean, Luke I Besson never, I never, I never personally see it. But this movie felt eyes. like the perfect example of what they were talking about because she keeps kind of like shooting him down and kind of just saying that she's not interested, and he's like, "Come on." 
baby you know we're <laughs> Come on, for Dan. each other like i was like man you. this guy's a real creeper and then yeah she brings up the, like this, this hologram this thing you're talking about of all the chicks the dated, which of is funny on its own again because again this guy looks like a real nerdy like 12 year old and i'm supposed to believe that he's like this ladies man oh you, they, i think they literally use yeah, the they talk about man. there's like a hundred on there you're a charmer and he's, yeah. he's he looks like he's only 12 but he's had like a hundred yeah. different girlfriends like, man, this, and man i don't think like, they were girlfriends i think they were just girls that he's had sex were these like was it because they i think they called it like a playlist a or playlist. something and it was like is it a playlist is it literally a playlist where like he clicks on their face and it's just all <laughs> like uh, yeah it's all highlight reels of him banging, banging them yeah so then he can spank because she kept saying if you, you have to delete your playlist if you and it was like and he was like not I guess at first not willing to do it that's so which weird which is another weird thing he's like no I need this weird creepy playlist of all the list of girlfriends <laughs> I want to watch me have sex with whatever. these girls yeah it's like he's gonna he's gonna go back it's supposed to be a metaphor for um, erasing your own brain when you get into a new relationship <laughs> That's, they're oh, trying man. to trying to send. They're trying to teach. The I don't think so, man. Partners. I think you're I giving know. them too much credit. <laughs> I know. So yeah, she keeps shooting him down, and he's at the point where he's basically just begging her to go out with. To, no, to they, he wants to do and it, then, man. Yeah, I guess I, I couldn't figure it out. I don't know. Like, he was trying to charm her, but he was doing it in just the most aggressive, creepy way. And then all of a sudden, he's like, Well, you know, maybe to show you that I'm more serious, we should get married. And, and, then, <laughs> and then throughout the rest of the fucking movie, he keeps talking about, like, I'm serious. I do want to marry you. And I'm like, This guy's a fucking creep. What the hell's going on? <laughs> yeah, this here? is like that Indian guy, like from overseas, who's like a first message on the dating website is like, Oh, like, I want to take you back home and uh, meet, you, meet you to my parents and we'll have an arranged marriage. And like, <laughs> <laughs> like I guess so romantic. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's like I'm going like, to guess that uh, Luke Besson, the director of the movie, I'm going to guess he was going for like this, oh, this this charming ladies' man type, but now he's infatuated with this this girl and whatever, but uh, he just failed on all fronts because it just came across as creepy, and I couldn't actually figure out if they were actually in a relationship because obviously throughout the rest of the movie, it kind of starts to blossom here and there. A bit, yeah. A little bit, like an, actual, an actual relationship. Yeah, but really then they're but then they weird, they keep yeah. talking about it was like, like the weirdest way to portray like a ladies' man charmer type as like a twelve year old nerdy guy who's <laughs> coming off way more like a creeper who like would be arrested. But for they what like he's they, doing keep, for they keep talking they keep talking about like what great partners they are and stuff and they like trust each other so yeah. much. And I remember being like, if you guys are such good partners, like can you just figure out the status of your relationship? Yeah. Like, like what? Yeah. <laughs> I don't, I don't know. It was like it was it was definitely very. I don't know. It seemed contradictory that they were such good partners, but they like didn't know. I don't know. It was yeah, it was really weird. I think you're actually you're touching on uh, one of what I think was one of the inherent flaws of the entire movie is that you have these two leads, which everyone talks about how oh they're yeah they're like this this unstoppable duo. They're the perfect pair or whatever. Uh, but you don't see that on screen. They have almost ever. They have no charisma with each other whatsoever. They have that no was charisma. the first yeah. thing I noticed is that yeah. this was like you could not have picked a, a two less charismatic uh, <laughs> characters that are supposed to be like charming and cool. And apparently they have this amazing relationship, but they just look like just a flat like cartoon in front of you. Like yeah. they don't look like they have a good relationship at all. I mean, Cara Delvine does have like a a bit of a presence, like in a way like a little she has bit, that that, that, not, that but stare, not a lot. which I'm sure, which is probably why she's like this famous. I'll agree. Model. I think she was better than him overall in the movie, but not by a large. She's like a rags to riches story, though. Like you know, they that photo for, in National Geographic of like that girl with the green eyes. And then she grew up, and she's Cara Delvine. And she ended up. That's it. I'm Actually, the hell are you talking? Talking? <laughs> <laughs> No, but that, that's like this. That's this worldwide famous photo of this like impoverished girl, and she has these stunning green eyes. Looking, and anyways, 
point, little culture. Point is, like, is like, yeah. <laughs> like, man, they were, they were like a, a charisma vacuum. Like, where, where, Absolutely. Where, where charisma goes yeah. to die. Like, I couldn't believe how, like, dead their Maybe Luke felt. Besson was, like, that's his, he misunderstood space so much, and he, like, he got him mixed up with their charisma, so <laughs> they, yeah, yeah. he's like, oh, charisma's supposed to be a vacuum, and space is... Uh, <laughs> no, no, no. I, I, I casted you to be space in the movie, not the main <laughs> yeah. character. Damn it. Totally confused. <laughs> so, um, okay, so they, they kind of mess around with, like, weird little missions that, that kind of tie into it by the end, but you don't really know how it ties into it. And, I, and he must have thought he was being really clever, being like, oh, all these unrelated events, like, actually tie into uh, this bigger story and whatnot. But, but I think in order to make that work, each unrelated event needs to make sense inside of itself mm-hmm. as well. Like, you need to be interested in it, it, in, interested in it on its own. Mm-hmm. And then you have like four or five of these interesting things. And then the end of the movie, they're like, oh, there was this big thing that it all, all those things meet together. But the, you can't just be like, here are four or five things that will totally confuse you. Watch till the end of the, read the graphic novel and then it'll explain like <laughs> the, those things you didn't understand, yeah. right? Like it's like, yeah, it doesn't. Well, I'm, I'm going to so say well. uh, another inherent problem with this movie uh, was that uh, this movie went for the very underutilized technique of tell, don't show. Because all the things you're talking about, like you never really see happen. Like all the like like uh, like the villain destroying this planet, the, the, the guy that caused the the planet to be destroyed. You just kind of hear someone explain that. No, to no, you, you later see it with that. That's the missile scene in space that you were reading about that you couldn't remember. On yeah, Reddit. maybe it's yeah, a yeah, big yeah. missile scene. <laughs> I don't <remember> at all. <laughs> I didn't like fall yeah. asleep during the movie or anything like that. Yeah. Like, I, I, I was, it, they they ordered they shoot a ship knowing that it would crash and wreck the planet. But leading leading up to that, oh, leading they, uh, oh, right. leading up to that, like some them. other because Clive Owen, who's the villain? Spoiler alert! Sorry for this yeah. shitty fucking movie. Uh, <laughs> he's he gets kidnapped by by the the white alien people. The white supremacist aliens <laughs> and uh, people whose planet were destroyed. Yes, they, they they want a new planet and they want only white people allowed. Yes. So while he's gone, uh, some other general dude takes over and and he starts to learn what's right. what what went on. And this is how we are also starting to learn what went on. But it's just like a scene of him talking in front of a computer, yeah. and it's like all of these things where it's like, oh, this would have actually been an interesting plot that you took an hour and a half to fucking get to. And now when we actually still start to learn about it, it's just through people talking to the, the yeah. general the general dude who's not even really a main character. He just kind of shows up in some scenes. Like I remember thinking to myself too, it's like, man, they're explaining a lot. Like there was a bunch of scenes where it was just military guys just chatting. Just talking. Like, That's oh. how all the exposition like all all the, the details and yeah. exposition was delivered in this movie. So we talked about that first weird detour, which was um them getting this weird little dinosaur that apparently Yeah, I don't know, it's weird. They like put this weird like uh, pearl they, into they him, and then he starts farting out. Like it's a like a 9, tiny little pearls. dinosaur creature, and they feed it like you can feed it like it can, anything. I think. yeah, and, it and it'll, it'll like poop out like a whole bunch of, of whatever, whatever you want. It was kind of disturbing to watch. <laughs> it was a little weird. Yeah, it was. It was yeah. like they're like holding it in their hand, and it's like pooping into their hand, and it's like ricocheting off their hand, and like flying everywhere, like all these weird duplicating. I don't. It was very weird. Um, so then they move into the second detour, which is that. Um, I don't know, the soldier tiny boy is chasing some aliens through a bunch of so, so, caverns so, or something. So the white supremacist aliens that steal uh, Clive Owen dressed like M. Bison. 
they kidnap him. For some reason, I don't know why they kidnap him. But they, <laughs> kidnap, him, they kidnap him, and <laughs> then uh, main boy cop, he chases after them in like a space, like it's, a, a, it's a spaceship. It's a spaceship <laughs> chase scene, uh, but he, he crashes along the way. Yeah, he ends up uh, crashing for some reason. So, f- so the first part of this subplot is relevant because he's chasing. He's chasing to try and, uh, get, you know, get back. Uh, yeah, that's the, the main story is with this white supremacist alien. But then guys. he crashes, and then uh, a chick soldier, Kara, whatever, uh, she goes to f- to save him. But then she gets kidnapped by another alien species that's yeah. unrelated to any of this. So, these, so, so then you go into like this another 25 minute like detour. You're that, selling it short. It's like 45 minutes <laughs> to an hour of wow, a subplot. I, yeah, it I, was I, fucking... Br- I'm sure I'm exaggerating a little bit, but I, I'm going to say it's close to 40 minutes. Yeah, so so she gets kidnapped by these big troll monsters. And remember, So they're on the, the space station, right? This is a multicultural place. We got slums. We got places that are blocked off. You know, like it's, a, it's an age, aged city. Um, so these troll monsters kidnap her, and then so the the main empire, galactic, whatever. They're like, well, we can't just waltz in there. It'll be a diplomatic nightmare. Like you know, like they'll 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 see it as an act of war if we go on their territory. So 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 this is what creates this diversion. So so kid boy, kid rock boy soldier. Um, he's he's like, oh well, I'm gonna have to find a way to disguise myself as one of these weird troll aliens, so I can I can waltz in there. They won't know that the empire is in there. We won't cause the diplomatic yeah. uh, problem at all which leads on to just the craziest I didn't realize that was even a thing what you're explaining <laughs> I zoned out for a lot of this yeah, so of well that's good they just do it in like the sloppiest most convoluted way like he goes to this like underground space market where there's like whores and stuff yeah I don't know, right. stuff okay. like that yeah, yeah. and yeah. that's where he meets this guy he's like I'm looking for something more uh, special mm, or more, yeah. more crazy than one of your other shitty alien horse. I needed something. Yeah. And he's like, oh, I've got uh, just the thing for you. Come right this way. Apparently this one guy had like, just happened to have this shape shifting alien who mm-hmm. turns out to be Rihanna. Yeah. But he, but he like spends all his time in like a brothel first and like hanging out in the city trying to find her and it's all like, it just has nothing to do with anything. It has nothing and to do so with it's like, anything. So it's, it's a good 20, 25 minutes just the plot of finding her. Finding um, Rihanna? Is it that yeah, find, long? Finding Rihanna. Like, it, it's a while. So it's he, a long... So it, it lasts a long time. A subplot that has nothing to do with the main plot of the movie. It goes on forever. <laughs> so he finds her so that he can, you know, disguise himself. So he disguises himself as the troll. Yeah, so, uh, so sorry. Rihanna right. turns out to be like a goo alien. Like a, like yeah, she that just shift. looks horrible. It looks like <laughs> 90s CGI. It looked so bad. Like, I thought for a second there I was watching Lawnmower Man. But uh, <laughs> she, like... Uh, she like wraps her weird goo body over him and then shapeshifts. Yeah, so that was kind of weird in it itself. Was very weird. <laughs> <laughs> so she's shapeshifted as one of these troll monsters over him. So he's inside of her. He seems to kind of be able to control it, but then she's controlling him. Yeah, it's very sexual. Yeah, no, no, none of it made any sense. Yeah, it was very. It was, and oh, we forgot the whole dance routine that she does. Like sh- that I she does at the brothel, <laughs> and she's sh- she's shape shifting into all these dumb things for it's the show. It's just different outfits, isn't it? And there's a yeah. weird guy on an organ that's apparently a drum machine too, and he's like playing an entire like weird R and B like song, uh, like all the instruments, but he's just playing the organ. Like I, I, I don't know. So so they waltz in there looking dumb, like these aliens, and. There's there's this big procession of people bringing food to this king, this troll king, right? So they they pop in the procession so they can, uh, I don't know. They somehow end up in there carrying food to him. Uh, they end up getting exposed, and in order to protect Cara Delvine, who's I guess is going to get eaten 
uh, by this king. Uh, they chop the king. So uh, the place where they they were trying to avoid a diplomatic uh, <laughs> nightmare yeah. by being seen in Just their territory. In there. Yeah. Uh, instead, their alternative is to chop the king's <laughs> head in half. half. Yeah. So his like brains are exposed, and he d- and he dies. And then they and then they get out of there. So that was that was what that whole detour was about. Was about creating a much much and much you know worse what? diplomatic. It no uh, no diplomatic consequences. Whatsoever. Yeah, they definitely didn't show it or address it or anything. No, it never gets brought Considering up again. how much like emphasis, how much emphasis they put on making sure that they didn't have this, they didn't talk about it at all after. Mm-hmm. Like, oh no, like there's going to be consequences now or, or something. Yeah, they maybe could have done some like sequel bait sort of thing with it, like, but they don't set that up at all. They just never talk about it. They do this thing, they do this thing. That, yeah, like you said, they didn't want to be seen, but instead they chop off the king's head and they just <laughs> like never, chop it it never comes off. Up. It's pretty gruesome. Never comes up again. Yeah, it's... At all. It's pretty... It's pretty weird. It just, it seems like nothing in the movie has to do with anything else in the movie. It's just yeah. a bunch of like uh, good, or, you know, I use air quotes, good ideas that they just put together and we're like. It was seriously like, what, what's the most insane, wackiest thing yeah. that we can think of? Yeah, and let's, exactly. just, let's just go right at it. Let's not think yeah. anything else of other, more clever ideas or how we can uh, maybe harness this idea and hone it down a little bit. I think, uh, no, let's just go for it. Let's just jump right in. I think yeah. you nailed it when you talk about charisma because when I break down most of these ideas, I actually like a lot of the ideas. I like the idea of, oh, we got to get like a shapeshifter who will disguise us. But the way it's executed had just is with such a lack of charisma. It's just, mm-hmm. it's just, mm-hmm. it's not fun at all. Well, also, so in this whole battle, they, they eventually kill the troll people and fuck off. <laughs> like a lot of and them, then, I think. Actually. But in, in that, uh, the Rihanna Gumont alien, she dies. She gets injured, like fatal injured, and she has oh, a right. little, little, little dying scene, and she's like, oh, make sh-. she's talking to a boy soldier. Boy George, guy. Uh, too. And... Uh, She's like, oh, you have something. You have a special woman here. Don't, don't, don't ever let go of her. Whatever she is, some, some hokey like relationship love oh, stuff. Oh right, yeah. But it's totally unwarranted. Like, like at this point in the movie, the, the the our two leads haven't really grown closer or had any real intimate moment. Well, she did, and try she to also save, just she, met them. But but Cara Delevingne did try to save him before she got kidnapped. Um, when he no, crashed, but, yeah, and they were like yelling at each other immediately. They were just yeah. like, oh, "What are you doing, you fucking idiot!" Like they didn't say that. <laughs> yeah, what are you doing, saving or something like that? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that was pretty good. Well, like, they're just they never really teenagers. they never really had a moment uh, that the Rihanna goo alien would have seen, and it just and then she also like just met them. Like it's not like she has like she's their their good friend that's been with them on so many adventures. Like it just felt really forced in there, like this little romance. I, I think it was literally just like his way of uh, furthering the romance plot, but it was just so heavy handed <laughs> and, and so terrible. Let's get to a gremlin this week before we Yeah, I need, I need I need a pick me up talking yeah, about this. Yeah, there's a there's a lot to go here. Gremlin of the week. take it away before Muller brings in like a toaster or something for the gremlin. One of the inventions that his dad makes in the first one. My favorite gremlin of the week is the Peltzer Blender. Ha! You didn't talk fast enough. Now it's you remember the name Peltzer? Yeah, I do. I this week. I only remember Peltzer because that that um, that Red Letter Media segment when he's listing off good protagonists, and then he and then he says Billy Peltzer. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. It's, it's really funny. So, Brayden, what is our Gremlin of the Week? 
bat gremlin. Gargoyle, gargoyle, bat gremlin. So bat gremlin. You guys remember bat gremlin from Gremlins too? Of course I do. The new batch. Silly, you were, qu- sure. silly question. You should be strictly asking Muller that. I yeah, is that a rhetorical <laughs> question, Brady? <laughs> oh yeah. What, what were you? Asking? This morning, Braden. What a good idea having a pizza to stuff your mouth, <laughs> to stuff your fucking face with while you're supposed to be having a talk show. I asked Muller this morning in our group. He's like, "Yeah, I got this plan for today. Gonna have to do all the. He's got some crazy idea." And I'm like, "Oh, cool. What is it? Why are you? Why are you being so secretive? Because you, you're giving off these like." Uh, vibes that you just didn't want to. I, I just, but I had genuinely no idea. I wasn't even sure you were talking about the podcast. <laughs> You'd be very vague, and you were like, "Is that a rhetorical question?" I was like, <laughs> yeah, "No, it's, it's a real it's question." Like, it's like, man. Hey, um, <laughs> I uh, don't know. I don't know what you're talking about. Hey, uh, Andy, uh, you know your deepest, darkest, dark, darkest secret. I know you don't want to tell anyone, but what is it? Just so I know not to ask about it. Like, <laughs> like it's like, yeah, what, then, what's the secret that you don't want to tell us? Like, is that a rhetorical question, or like, what do you mean? But why? <laughs> well, what what sense tr- does it make if it's rhetorical? Well, because it's a dumb question. If it's a secret, then I'm not. Well, I don't tell know you. that it's a yeah, secret. Yeah, but we're, we're trying to like plan a podcast episode here. You yeah, fuck. Like, I we have no idea. We got. We have to. We're, we're trying to you know come up with good ideas for the show, and you're just like, ah, it's just a secret. You can't know anything about it. But do you think this is a good idea? If I bring in this super secret thing, I don't know. It's a fucking secret. Yeah. What the fuck? What's the gremlin of the week? I'm just, God damn it! I need some gremlins here. All right, so Gremlins 2, uh, brain, Brainiac Gremlin. Right when he transforms, he drinks his brain juice, right? Mm-hmm. And he starts... Uh, Already brought in Brainiac starts, Gremlin. Uh, ta- talking to Christopher Lee, plays the head... Si- would you call him a scientist, I guess? Yeah, he's a scientist. Yeah. And in the Weird background, you can Sorbon? see this uh, Gremlin on, on the counter. And he goes, ooh, juice. And he, he drinks his juice. And he's like, oh, if you turn around, you'll see my, my colleague here. And he talks about how he's... He's all the technical terms for what bats are and all that. And then he starts uh, morphing and he grows wings and whatnot. It's, it's really sweet. And then he looks at him and goes, all right, we're going to try this. And a Brainiac Gremlin grabs a syringe full of this liquid like uh, sunblock because they're mm-hmm. allergic to, to sun rays, right? Yeah. And he, he's like, here, I'm just going to give this to you. and We're going to see if it works. And if it works, you know, we'll, you know we're going to take over the world or whatever. Jams it right into his neck. Obviously, he couldn't put it anywhere else. <laughs> yeah. Precious what's, what's to plunder. people always jamming needles into your neck like did is there any needle like it's not like an yeah. EpiPen that has to go in your heart like is there any needle that has to go into your neck I don't think uh, so I think it's just yeah. movie be, you know being dramatic and stuff yeah, so more fun weird. so he says you're gonna need this where you're going it sticks in his neck because he's going outside and the one the like little nobody scientist leans over to Christopher Lee and he's like what does he mean where you'll be going and Christopher Lee he's all worried he says we can't let them get away all I have to do is eat three or four children and it'll be the most appalling publicity. Because <laughs> yeah, the whole movie, like everything that revolves around uh, the bad things happening, the motivation for the workers that clamp Yeah, they don't want to save anyone. They don't want a public, they don't want a, like a PR yeah, incident. Yeah, a PR incident. Yeah. yeah, that's what they're worried about. They're not, like, wor- not all everyone getting murdered by these <laughs> gremlins. Or, <laughs> yeah. no. So he goes, uh, bat gremlin flies out the window, leaving the, the bat signal uh, logo in the window, yeah. which is really yeah. funny. <laughs> and then later on, uh, he... You mean like the Batman symbol. The Batman symbol, yeah, yeah. yeah. And he he later on in the movie, he's outside and he spots uh, Murray and from flies Flight of down. the Concords and Wonder Woman. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> flew from New Zealand. Murray's the God of War. He spots. <laughs> yeah, wow, so they really planned that movie out. <laughs> so he uh, they start fighting and Murray. You know they're in New York. They're always filling sidewalks with cement and all that. Uh, conveniently right there behind him. So they start fighting. Throws him in the concrete. 
you know, uh, he gets buried in it. And the then bat he, throws the Murray bat. in the concrete? No, Murray throws the gremlin in. Oh, the, gr- the, the bat gremlin. <laughs> and then bat gremlin crawls out. He's covered in cement, and he flies up to his perch on the cathedral. Oh, yeah. And then, <laughs> and then he hardens, and he's, like, looking like a gargoyle. Yeah, he hardens it's, into it's a gargoyle. It's actually great because it's, like, this gremlin design, which is just a gremlin with wings, and then yeah. you, it gets covered in cement. It just looks like an awesome, uh, like a yeah. gargoyle statue. Yeah. It's and great. The, it, it looks sweet. And there's, there's theories about this gremlin, guys. Oh, really? I was reading up on this. There's there's theories that this is a uh, I read this a lot with the gremlins in the new batch that they're reincarnations of old ones mm-hmm. and th- so this gremlin recognized Murray like he he sees Murray and just goes for him and they don't establish in the movie that like Murray pissed him off or did anything is this so supposed to be like one a of the lot gremlins of people, that destroyed his house yeah that's what people think one? it's one of the ones that crossed Murray in the first one and that's weird it, but it's weird yeah I know <laughs> but weird it's theory. weird that he, he picks out Murray and goes I thought him, Murray but. had a dumb hat and that's why he picked him out of the crowd uh, I do love that I don't know that Mr. Futterman uh, Murray that yeah. you're talking about that like he returns in the sequ- like he's kind of just a background character in the yeah. first one the, the gremlins destroy his house and he's just a drunk he's just like a yeah he's just yeah. and in the yeah. second yeah. one he's like I gotta get in there they need me as if he's <laughs> like this badass gremlin hunter like he has all these experience with gremlins <laughs> yeah. what to do like not really like he had the one incident in the first movie and his house got destroyed he's not like he doesn't know what to do so uh, is that that that's it isn't it great that we have a nice little theme song or some sort of introduction or some way to split the segments up so our viewers can understand what we're about to talk about next we could just shake each other's hands for yeah we could just shake each other's hands so um i wanted to mention a few quotes from the director luke besson okay is this about the movie? Or yeah, this is still about the okay. movie. Okay, it's about life. So he's talking to uh, he's talking about that that VR city segment that we were talking about at the beginning that we were saying Oof. that made made no sense um, regarding his eighteen minute action scene. After I wrote the sequence, I explained it to the crew for an hour. <laughs> <laughs> they were smiling, but I could see on their faces that they didn't understand. They were smiling thing. and slowly nodding along. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and, and then uh, the other quote I had from him was, James Cameron pushed all the levels so high with Avatar, mm-hmm. uh, which, which made Luke Besson believe that his script was not good enough, so he rewrote it. So, so Luke Besson... Uh, saw Avatar and he was like, man, this script compared to Avatar's script <laughs> is not very good. I better rewrite it. I wonder what that first script must have looked like. What yeah. a piece of crap that would have been. And then he says, ultimately, the storyboarding for the film took seven months. Oh, I wonder why. Like, is it just because like you just had a bunch of random crap like that you had to storyboard? Yeah. I, I, I feel like like 10 years from now, I'm going to start having like PTSD, like like Vietnam style flashbacks about that scene and how much how fucking terrible and hard <laughs> to follow it was. What a nightmare that scene was. So when they finally they they chop off the king's head, they eventually catch up to the guys who stole Clive Owen, uh, commander. Yeah, guy. I don't actually remember again how they got from there. I don't remember, and it doesn't matter to the white supremacy. I cannot aliens. remember anything in the middle of this movie. I remember can, there was like that wall in the. I don't even know where this. I think it was back in the uh, the floating spaceship. There was like that weird wall where like they're like, oh, if you go to this point, this is where the energy's coming from. Uh, there's all these aliens and teams keep going down there and disappearing. And they went through that. I like, don't know Clive what you're Owen talking about. It, it was like a veil almost. Yeah. I don't know what that thing was. But I think that let them enter the virtual world, I think. 
I have no idea I th- what. I don't know, though. There's some oh, weird fog. That yeah, it's weird. Yeah. It's weird. It, so, confused thinking about so, this. So they, they catch up to Clive Owen and, and young boy George II and Cara Delevingne. Uh, they, <laughs> well, no, they, they, find, they find the white supremacist yeah, they, they, who still have Clive Owen. Yeah, they, they, they yeah. find him. And so they, they're, they're, they're all there. They've all, the, the plot has finally started happening. Yeah, <laughs> like Clive two Owen's hours been, plus yeah, into the movie. He's been raped. Yeah. <laughs> so they find out that... Um, that Clive Owen is actually kind of a bad guy because he's the one who nuked their planet, right? And and he's kind of uh, he's kind of covering up these. Did they? I know he, he's murdering some of the white supremacist people to cover them up. Like he just he just doesn't want it to get out that he nuked this planet or whatever that why, he causes. Why did he nuke the planet again? There was a reason. I just don't. It was, like, it. like I said, they 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 were in a war. I think it was just they, a casualty this, of war. He needed to he shoot this ship careless. down, but they knew if they shot this ship down, it, it was going to help them win that battle they're in. Uh-huh. It was going to crash hit, into hit the, the planet. planet. Yeah. And based, based on what was on that ship, it would blow it up or something like that. So so they show a scene of him being like, I don't care if it's going to kill all these primitive native people. Which is what I was thinking the whole movie, by the way. Um, and, and, and then, and, and then he's like, "I just shoot that ship and, and get it down, or whatever." And it's like, um, so they, they they catch up to him. That now, Cara Delevingne and Loverboy find out what he did. That he's actually done something bad. So they're they're really upset with Clive Owen, and they're like, "We you know what are we going to do with you? Like you're our superior, but you did this bad thing." Mm-hmm. So Clive Owen, you know, he's he's cornered now, and and he starts having this speech, and he starts talking about why he had to do this, and he goes, "You know, I had to commit this genocide. Don't you know all the compensation claims our government yeah. would have to file? <laughs> they would destroy our economy and set us back one thousand years." Yeah. <laughs> all the legal battles all the, and all this. All the compensation. Like, <laughs> like it, was, it was so weird. Every time he said the word economy or compensation or something, it was such a heavy-handed, just the lamest... Um, s- Quotes social commentary, like I don't yeah. know even what to call it. Also, too, this is basically, at this point in the movie... Uh, this is when we start finding out what's going on. We're basically finding out by having him tell us about it, and you see some flashbacks, of course, too. But it's not like something that that uh, our lead characters were either a part of, or that they like they stumbled across all these clues that led to this. No, they just stumble across kidnapped Clive Owen and the white supremacists, and they just start telling them what happened. And it's like this is this is the most unengaging way to deliver this exposition. And how would your economy be set back? One thousand years. I don't even know. I'm so confused. Know. Like even so if it was set back, well, by all the, of our city centers it was set back by by him not destroying the planet. No, because yeah. if if they found if out the secret got they out, would be all banished. the compensation claims. Well, no, it was that, and it was because like they would have the been secret of what? The, I'm so confused by this fucking uh, of him destroying the planet. Oh, okay, because okay, it was okay. against like whatever. Internet or interplanetary. It wasn't laws. a good thing. Yeah, I mean, I would and imagine genocide of an entire planet would be against yeah. the rules. <laughs> so, is that against the Geneva Convention? Yeah. Or like, <laughs> is that is that allowed? Yeah. But it was about the Human Federation, or whatever the heck they were called, being kicked out of whatever intergalactic thing they had. And he's like, then we'd be on our own. And Just we bribe would... somebody. Like, you're a pretty bad guy. I'm sure you can figure it out. Like, I mean, I mean, I guess he decides to kill them. I guess that was his solution. It was just a really <laughs> funny way, and I, and I was just thinking, like. So the more advanced a society gets, like the quicker it doubles its technological value, right? Mm-hmm. Like in the last hundred years, like we have doubled yes. the amount of technology we have like 20 times. Yeah. Like, and, and, and the further back you go. So it's the, the amount of technology that we've gained in the next last hundred years is more than all of history combined by far. And the next hundred years will be 
way more than what we've done in the last hundred years. So my question is, how do you get set back one thousand years? If I think he was just making a he just. He just made it up. He's not being literal. Also, it's like this is like a space station of like a a thousand some odd or more, whatever, thousands of alien species. Like they have this whole system and this whole, uh, this community of different species built up. It's like, you mean like one rogue general among thousands (laughs) of these like different like species is going to just screw it all up. It's going to screw up like everything. They can't just be like, oh no, this is, you know, just one bad guy. Yeah, And if it's so like metaphorical and poetic, like you're saying, like Clive Owen really surprised me there because he did, I didn't notice him being really poetic at any other point in the movie. Like (laughs) all of a sudden, just for once, like 1000 years. (laughs) I don't know. It was, it was just a weird way. He he made a strong point. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, so basically, it's it, it kind of to sum that up. It's just really, really, really poor villain motivations that we get told about. Yeah. Like, like the greatest villains are ones that that you can sympathize with. When I say sympathize, I just yeah. mean you can understand their motivations, like why they're doing. You're like, what oh, I doing. can see that. Like, I don't know if I yeah. would do that. You but can, I can understand see it. the log, the, the the leaps of logic that they came to, or or things that happened to them that made them the person they are. Those are the best villains. Like ones when, you can understand. Yeah, when Shredder steals the Statue of Liberty. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> it's hilarious. <laughs> Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Um, so, do you have any other points on Valerian before we move on? Um, yeah, well, like, so, so one thing I, like, we've, we've talked about here and there and a little bit, but I want to talk about people's reaction to it is, uh, again, the horribly generic CGI in this movie. Oh, yeah. Like, so much of this movie, I'm going to say, like, 80% of what you're seeing on screen at any given time is CGI. In, in environments, and the rest creatures, is plastic surgery. And it just, it just looks horrible. But, I mean, you can tell that from looking at the trailer. And I, I'm not going to go too deep into it. Like, I've shit on CGI before. Yeah, yeah, my, my whole Jurassic Park thing. But one thing I'm that people kept already. saying kept saying about this movie before and after I saw people saying, they're like, uh, you know, well, the plot isn't that good or it doesn't look that good. But it, it's at least a really good watch for visuals. And, I'm like, I just hear that and I'm like, Am I wa- did I watch the same fucking movie here? Like, it was it really was, colorful. Colorful. That's a good. That's a good word because yeah. that's what it's I thought. I was like, yeah, there's lots books. of bright, vibrant colors, but in terms yeah. of like the visuals themselves, it just looked like really blatant CGI, like CGI that doesn't that didn't blend well into the background. Like, and then you have live action characters over top of it, and it just makes them stand out. Like, it looks like a fucking Star Wars prequel. Yeah, and I wanted to mention. So, I mean, I think when the composition should be good. Mm-hmm. Right and and the compositions in this movie were were okay and there were a few really good ones and one in particular what so we we made the grand sacrifice this week and watched this in 3D you so, did yeah, I we, I actually yeah. saw it separately from you guys and I I'm, I've it stuck with my 3D boycott like I yeah did not. it sucks man but I actually do remember thinking seeing that especially yeah. in the virtual city I remember thinking oh my god this would be a Fucking just uh, honestly, like though, the, an annu- the, a, 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 <laughs> like a live aneurysm watching this. The, the, <laughs> the really bad part was they would have these long shots of the space station, like that very intricate space station kind of floating in the mm-hmm. distance. And my eyes, every time it would go to that shot, like I would just go cross eyed. Like my mm-hmm. I had to close one of my eyes. Like Oof. my eyes hurt. I was getting a headache. Like, yeah, like like immediately. It was just that shot. Like I like I wasn't dizzy, but it was like something was it, like just thinking about it yeah. is making me go a bit cross eyed. Like it was horrible. And it was that. And there's the other shots too where you're looking at the screen and it is like blurry and I can't even fully focus on it when I do my head would hurt like I just can, nothing was ever clear I can only oh, imagine this movie in, in, so in 3D I have some news some breaking news by the way oh, do, we, do we have a breaking news like music drop <laughs> 
pew, 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 pew. <laughs> <laughs> um, oh, great. This breaking news, uh, this breaking news is already a 404 error. Um, <laughs> so, oh, oh, wait, never mind. No, I just copied it. Link. So IMAX is moving away from 3D. So, uh-huh. and, 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 the, and, the, and the quote is, consumers have shown a strong preference. So they, they say after releasing some really bad uh, earnings for 3D, they're, I think they're going to cut back because after Dunkirk came out, yeah. Christopher Nolan, who, as you know, will not do 3D, yeah. the numbers for that in the IMAX are super high. So they're like, oh man, this uh, 2D thing is uh, really, yeah. 2D is the next big, big thing. 2D is the new 3D. These executives <laughs> are thinking. So uh, it's... Yeah, like it, it grossed a ton and it did it did a quarter of their entire yeah. IMAX business it, for the year so far, just that one movie. It's wow. almost as if, because Dunkirk, for those who don't know, the big new war movie, it was shot uh, with IMAX cameras and, and I, either that or 70 millimeter cameras. So, so like was really, it the whole movie? Uh, I think most of it. I think there was a couple scenes, like probably, probably in in the the pilots. Like, Definitely like a lot more than the okay. Dark Knight was done with the. Yeah. Like so Christopher Nolan's okay. Christopher Nolan's a big advocate. And those for, dog fighting scenes, man, look so good with yeah. that. Christopher yeah, Nolan's a big IMAX advocate cameras. advocate for seventy millimeter and IMAX film, which is just basically uh, to put it as simple as I can, just super high resolution. Uh, to, again, to put it really simple. Uh, yeah, but it's like it's almost as if having picture quality and a higher resolution on a gigantic screen is better than like gimmicky pop-up book style like, filter that makes the <laughs> that makes the picture, picture quality books. look worse. Weird. That's Ooh, all. That's also like that. that's also a lot more expensive too. <laughs> yeah, it's 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 pretty. It's so it's a win. Win it is a win for one. us. A loss for the 3D. Thank you. Someday we won't have to see. Movies in 3D just because we want to do a podcast. This is. Do you see it'll how much this is costing me? This podcast. It'll, it'll basically because that's only just for IMAX cameras, like or IMAX uh, theaters. Yeah. Uh, it's still going to be a little while because I'm. It'll be until 3D movies are just they, they're not profiting for them from them. Like right now, I'm willing to bet they're still. They're, st- oh, they're, definitely. they're definitely still profiting. I mean, it's like I said, in order to see a lot of 2D. Or like I've said in the past, like in order to see a lot of 2D viewings, like I have to go to the theater in like the afternoon, which I don't mind, but I hardly see uh, evening shows anymore because of that. <laughs> I because they're all yeah, 3D. I just want everyone to realize what a sacrifice we're making for them on this show. I'm I'm sitting here having to buy Jim's pizzas and driving out to the city just for some I'm asshole to, to throw it in the garbage. I, I, I'm having to go and see 3D movies for you guys. This is taking a toll on my health. You guys better appreciate our my generosity here. So yeah, it's all right, I guess. <laughs> so you want to talk about? Uh, can I can I mention one thing about or two things about Valerian? We didn't talk about the planet Mull. <laughs> oh yeah, <laughs> was the, planet the, the, the the planet that the white supremacist aliens are on was was it was spelled M U L. It was <laughs> and, and it had the umlauts, the yeah. German umlauts, which my name originally had because my because my That's family amazing. got rid of the umlauts yeah. because they were being discriminated against. Wait, so we should of, be pronouncing your name Mull. <laughs> no, it's like Muller. Like it's like a. I thought, Mueller. I thought the umlauts were like extending yeah. it. No, 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 they're. Yeah, it shows what ooh, I know about. It's like a punch. Well, it's like a it's like a ooh ooh. Okay. anyways, it's not a moo. <laughs> but um, yeah, like because uh, after the, after the war, it's like you have this German name, you Nazi yeah. scum. So uh, they changed they changed the name yeah. so that we wouldn't get discriminated against. And uh, now I've got no umlauts to this day. Yeah. <laughs> but planet Mool, Mool, Mool. No, I, I completely missed that. Yeah, we were we were, we're killing ourselves. This is a movie. Like I swear, I was paying a lot of attention. Like I wasn't. I was 
wide awake. Uh, I, I I wasn't excited for this movie. Well, I hope you're paying attention if you're bringing into the podcast. He's like, but, yeah, uh, bringing this movie into the podcast. I'll just take a nap halfway through. <laughs> Sounds like a mole. Uh, <laughs> but there's so many details I don't remember or I didn't notice at all. Like, I don't know. I think my brain like filtered it out for me or something. Like, it just didn't accept. I think we all things. had that head. Collectively, I think we can almost recall most of the yeah, movie. Yeah, it but takes three people to yeah, watch just this like movie those once. Dumb, just like those dumb three aliens in Valyrian. Maybe Luke Besson is a genius. Yeah. So yeah. there's these the three aliens. Art of some sort. Oh, yeah, those little these, anteater guys? Yeah, there's these anteater aliens, and they're like, yeah. Uh, yeah, another detour, by the way, of just like nonsense. And they're like, uh, yeah, they, uh, they created the three of us, and we all have one collective memory. So that way, if you kill either, any of us or you steal any of us, then the memory will be incomplete. So they're always completing each other's sentences yeah. and finishing. So you need all three of them to get one coherent piece of information. And so what... Luke, I didn't get that from it. Yeah, I, so that's I remember what, that. I, I didn't go to the bathroom, that. though, during yeah. one of their scenes. So, so Luke <laughs> Besson... probably the best part of the movie. <laughs> yeah. He's, yeah. A, he's, he's a genius. He's making it so you have to see the movie in threes, and then all three of you can piece together <laughs> yeah. what happened by the end. It's like this brilliant art piece. Yeah. That French jerk probably would think it was some brilliant he would. art piece. What a dickweed. You just remember that like Jab of the Hut ripoff guy? Uh, I think he was voiced by John <laughs> no. Goodman in the you know in the in the uh, opening scene, the crazy like where they're in the oh yes yes yeah, yeah yeah I know so when the when uh, the handshaking scene no 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 this is when when this is in the VR uh, oh, right, when little soldier boy is, total, go, is going to steal the, the yeah, thing and the, he, the dinosaur who poops yeah and he so he sticks yeah. his hand Diamonds. through that box and all this talk about entering DNA codes and stuff to get. Yeah, they, anyway. it was just a fingerprint scan. They're like, yeah. uh, enter your DNA code. And it's like, it's a, we know what a fingerprint scanner yeah. is, you idiot. Like, this isn't like a 70s sci-fi, like, yeah. where the people watching the movie aren't going to know what a fingerprint scanner is. Like, because that's all they do. They just put their thumb up. Yeah. Well, Luke, Luke Besson is like, he's, he's an old grandpa. He was probably like, did, did you hear they have fingerprint scanners? <laughs> no. Yeah. My God, we're in I mean, the future. It is like, Valerian is a, is a comic, a French comic from the 70s. So I think maybe it, it does make sense. From like the fifties, I've heard it like it it inspired a lot of ideas in Star Wars, like original Star Wars. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, wow! Wow! So I don't know anything about thank it. Thank God than this that. movie wasn't around for that, or we would have a very different original Star Wars. So they make it seem like this gangster guy is like this tough, like badass. Dude. Well, he has that cool dog. That yeah, he does. Chews through their and bus. he, when he gets held up by by so Soldier much. Boy, and Soldier Boy goes and robs him. He go, he kind of leans over. He can't. He's got a gun to him, so he can't do anything. But he's like, I'm gonna find you, and I'm gonna kill you. And then making it seem like, oh, this he's going to show up later. Yeah, you never, never see him again. See him again. I actually, I, I remember that scene now that you, you mentioned. I never see him again. Oh, that's a good <laughs> point. Yeah. that is a setup. And I thought he was going to show up. And, well, off. he yeah. sends kind of his dog after them, right? He does. They, they, you know, the dog actually just kill everybody. But he but never sees characters. him again. No, never. So that, yeah. Yeah, he that, left tattooing a lot behind. of uh, good job. Yeah, like I said, good nothing, job, Luke. Even nothing when happens. they say something is going to be connected, it's not connected to this movie. Yeah. Like the scenes just have nothing. We should we should probably move, yeah, let's move on. Well, let's on uh, let's uh, let's talk about Lefem Nikita. No, uh, before we move on to other uh, Luke Besson expedites, let's uh, let's let's maybe get the ad read in now. Let's, uh, oh yeah, let's, let's get our money. money. Yeah, we better get our money's worth. Gotta get paid. We, uh, nice uh, chapter this off a bit. Yeah. So. Uh, Imagine this. <laughs> it's a beautiful sunny day outside and you're sitting inside on the toilet with diarrhea and it's just coming out. Why are all these companies we get paid for based around diarrhea? How much of your life is based around diarrhea? This How much? Me. These are a company. They just approach me. I don't you're know. You're the one picking them all. All right, go ahead. They're probably um, targeting me on the internet based on how much Imodium I buy. They're like <laughs> <laughs> advertising. So... 
so anyway, so you're sitting there. Now, this is the type of occasion where you might go back for two, maybe three or four flushes during your bowel movement, right? You don't want to fill that pot right up. So you, you got to pop off the toilet, you turn around, you flush it, you get back on, you unload another liter of your liquid poison. It's just so much work. This is where Toilet Cycle comes in. It's a new environmentally friendly initiative for those of you who want to give back to Mother Earth while creating a little power. Toilet Cycle. Here's how it works. It's a revolutionary product that recycles your old shower water into the toilet while you have diarrhea and need a little extra flush. Just stretch your legs up into the bike stirrups and start pedaling. As you pedal, the hydro pressure mechanism will activate and recycled shower water will start being pumped into the toilet bowl, washing that brown mess away, and it's good for the environment. So I personally use the toilet cycle many times, and I, I found it to be just the right thing when I'm crying in agony on the toilet with diarrhea for hours on end, sweating bullets, removing all my clothes. The toilet cycle has brought me smell-less comfort in my darkest moments, and it helps you exercise too so you can stay trim. That's the Toilet Cycle. So just head on over to ToiletCycle.com slash RealMen. Use the promo code I'm a man for a free box of Imodium with the purchase of any Toilet Cycle. What do you know? Like They had that targeting uh, right there. So I think you need to see a doctor or something. There's some horrible stomach condition. No, all this diarrhea that's, that's that you're always having. All that McDonald's you eat, man, I swear. What's going on here? So speaking, speaking of, of speaking of diarrhea, <laughs> speaking of diarrhea, back to Luke Besson. Um, so one thing I heard uh, a lot of, uh, or actually, like during the trailer for uh, this Valerian movie, all the marketing, all the hype leading up to it, uh, is they, they they literally had this quote on in words on the trailer was from the director of The Fifth Element. And then every, everyone I heard talking about it before this movie came out, they're like, oh, yeah, yeah, I want to see that Valerian movie. Yeah, it's from the director of The Fifth Element. From the director of The Fifth Element. Director of the Fifth Element. Everything was always just saying from the director of The Fifth Element. And I hear that and I think, yeah, and a bunch of other crap. Like, have you looked <laughs> yeah. at the rest of his filmography? It's not like this amazing thing. Like, everyone keeps bringing up this movie from, like, uh, what, like almost 20, 20, 20 years, years ago. 20 years ago. Yeah. This, this year, 20 years ago, where they keep mentioning it. He's done many other movies in between, and, and there's a couple, like, okay-ish ones or more well-regarded, but it's a lot of crap. Like, he doesn't have this amazing track record that people keep bringing up. Um, so, like, leading up to this uh, episode here, I decided to kind of dig into his filmography just a little bit. I didn't want to dig into... I didn't want to do too much preparation here. But I watched uh, Leon the Professional, or otherwise known as just The Professional in mm -hmm. some places. And that that's one of his more well-regarded ones, actually. That's actually one of his more uh, iconic ones, bigger fan base or yeah. whatever. And that movie... It's like a fucking pedophile's wet dream. I swear <laughs> to God. You, have you, you've never seen it, have you? It's, I know. It's I've weird. only seen Leon in Resident Evil. No, also a pedophile's That's my wet, wet dream. dream. Um, <laughs> the whole movie is... The whole movie is creepy as, as fuck. It actually starts out good, and like the, the, the main character, named, named predictably is Leon... Is there a handshake scene? Uh, no, That's it, it actually so it oh. opens up with him like, like hunting... He's, he's just a hired assassin, in essence. 
uh, it, it opens up with him like hunting down this guy who has like this posse and he, he's picking off the posse one by one and they don't even see him and he's just like this super like really good assassin that we in, uh, us like walk the viewer don't even see him and but it still works really well because it's like cool. wow this guy's a fucking badass then he comes up behind the main guy with a knife and it's like just about a badass hired mm. assassin types who who always works for this one Italian mobster I think for the most part Tony Tony was it Tony Tony Trampolini yeah. uh and it's it's it starts out pretty cool or whatever, but then it shows like where he lives and it's just an apartment building. And Natalie, a very young Natalie Portman, also lives there with her family. Yeah, twelve year old Natalie Portman. Twelve year twelve years old. And they specifically say this in the yes. movie. Uh, and her family gets killed by uh, another gang. Uh, I, I actually don't want to dig too much into the plot, and it, it's yeah. it's kind of worth seeing. Well, it's actually not a gang. So it's a bunch wanna... of corrupt DEA agents. Yeah, Gary Oldman. Um. So the 12-year-old Natalie Portman, uh, her whole family's killed, and she ends up surviving by sneaking into Leon's apartment, yeah. who, who lets her in because he knows all this is happening, and he's somewhat of a decent guy. He's going to save this child or whatever. So she's an orphaned 12-year-old, has absolutely nowhere to go, and she finds out that he's an assassin. She's like, oh, I want you to teach me how to be assassin. I got nowhere else to go. If you let me go, I'm just going to go out and die probably. And at first he's like, yeah, you know, it's not really my problem, yeah. which is... I was fine. I, I was like, yeah, you know, he's like this badass assassin. He's like this badass assassin dude. But she just won't leave, and then eventually he kind of begrudgingly decides to take take her in as a protege and, and teach her the ways of the assassin and, and how to do it, so that can be her her new life. But she ends up starting to fall in love with him. And he's very resistant. And I should he's, also say, he's, like... He's only very resistant. Well, here's the thing I was about to say. I was, I was about to say, the more I watched this movie, the more I started to think that Leon the Professional has Asperger's because he's just really <laughs> weird and kind of awkward and, like, his social interactions are mm-hmm. bizarre. Like well, his, you know, people with Asperger's, they can do... Sp- Jobs really well, some jobs. So oh, absolutely. Yeah. But he just comes across as a this little, a li- little. I, all I mean to say is he comes across as a little socially awkward and unaware. I state the the previous uh, statement. Luke Besson, total progressive, brilliant mind. He's a, per- or- <laughs> he's a, he's a real progressive in the pervert world. <laughs> uh, but just so eventually, twelve-year-old Natalie Portman starts to fall in love with him, and she just openly starts saying this to him. She's like, "I'm in love with you, Luke. I, I want to be with you." And all this, and he's like, "No, nah, I don't think that's a good idea. Let's just do some. Let's <laughs> I don't just, think that's a good idea. Let's just do some assassin. <laughs> let's just do some assassin shit." And then after like an successful, a successful assassination like lesson or mission, whatever, they like go out for dinner. And she's like, kiss me, Leon, kiss me right here in front of everyone. It's like a packed restaurant. I'm like, <laughs> I'm watching this and I'm like, this is fucking creepy shit. Like Weird. the movie, like, I'm, I'm doing little finger motions here, like tiptoes around, like, are they going to fuck? Like, this is so <laughs> weird. I remember thinking while watching it, like, am I, am I going to be arrested for watching this movie? Like, I feel like I felt dirty while watching it. Like, I shouldn't, like, mm-hmm. he never ends up doing anything with it. But there is a scene later, uh, I don't remember why this happened. She's like, we're going to sleep in the same bed from now on or whatever. And she like, <laughs> Oh yeah, you're not sleeping on the couch. You're sharing a bed now. Yeah. He's like, oh yeah, because no. he always slept on the couch. Yeah. She's she's trying to make him a more well-adjusted human being, or something like that. Yeah. And uh, she's well like, yeah, no more pedophile. sleeping on the couch. You're sleeping in the fucking bed with me. And I was just like, oh my god. At this point, yeah. I was like, I gotta shut this off. I'm, I'm I'm definitely on the fucking watch list right now just for watching this. Well, uh, you know, Luke Besson is French. They're, yeah, they're that's perverts. when I, that's when I started to think. I started to think Luke Besson's some just creepy pervert, and he's French too, so he's yeah. definitely some kind of. Creepy <laughs> I've always said the French were perverts. Yeah. 
Um, any other thoughts on Leon? I just, I, I don't, I don't yeah. need to go too much into because, in all, in all honesty, I think uh, if you took out the creepy pedophile yeah. shit, it would be a decent like assassin action. Yeah, movie. the movie is a good movie. If I ignore all the creepy twelve-year-old stuff, Leon would be pretty cool. Like yeah, this, like would. socially awkward but really awesome assassin dude. And yeah. the way he kills guys is cool. He's like yeah. training and hanging from the roof and shit. But then it gets weird. It gets weird. Like there's this one scene earlier where she's trying on outfits and singing to him. Oh, she seems like yes. like a virgin and happy birthday, Mr. Afternoon President. Delight. Dressed, dressed as like Marilyn Monroe. I forgot. And she's about like wearing that. lipstick. And yeah, and she's singing it's, the whole like happy birthday, Mr. President. I was like, this is twelve. Like she's in weird. Wayne's World or something. Yeah, and then yeah. later on in the movie, they're talking. I don't know where they are, and she's like. Yeah, most girl, most of my friends, they lost their virginity. They, oh, they talk about how they didn't, they didn't enjoy it because, but I, I, they just wanted to do it just because and move on. But I think it's because they didn't love the man they did it with. I want you to take my virginity, Leon. Yeah, I'm oh in love God. with you. Yeah, this like straight is, on. Man, this straight is totally on. Luke Besson's was, like fantasy. Natalie no, Portman saying this. It was yeah, really Leon weird. never goes through with it or anything, but it, it's like there are moments in the movie where you're like, is he about to? Like, because yeah. like, he doesn't, he isn't like, no, get the fuck away from me. I don't want to get arrested here. Get the guy here. Yeah. Get out here, kid. Like, is he French he really, in the movie? Yeah, he's French. Yeah. Of course. <laughs> but he has this, you know, it, it, he's kind of, he, he loves her in, in a father way and he doesn't yeah. want to kick her out. But it's like, but at the same time, he, he doesn't seem like, 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 you, don't, like, you, don't, like, you don't you don't get any 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 like like anything from him like body language or anything like that where he's just like oh he doesn't flat out say like, no I, I gotta, yeah. I gotta, like you I, said I gotta he's start, only, I gotta distance myself he's just only a little bit like, he's only resistant to it. yeah <laughs> I'll resist a little well, bit then, so later <laughs> in the movie there, there's like this big shootout and they're being attacked and he like cuts like a hole in the wall but it's only just big enough for her for to, his dick for, 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 <laughs> <laughs> for, for her to for her to escape through and he's like he's like you have to go and she's like ah, I'm not leaving without you or whatever he's like you have to go listen what was her name in the movie Natalie her name's actually Natalie oh, in the movie oh, even creepier uh, he's like oh, listen yeah. listen little little Natalie little Natalie Portman's like uh, I, I, I love you or whatever you've taught and she doesn't say he's like, he's like you've taught me what it what what it means to be alive again. Or yes, something. yes, yeah, he says. Man. Which I was just like, oh God, don't kiss, don't kiss, don't kiss, don't kiss <laughs> Luke, while watching. Yeah. Man, you're so making crazy. a real good case here. This is like that scene in the office where Andy's talking about making out with Angela and, and then- Andy the character, not me. Yeah, Andy the character. And then and Dwight's like, well, let's replace Andy's name. Let's replace the name so you can talk about it. So he's like, keep Angela the, the same, same, but replace your name of you guys making out with Dwight. <laughs> so he's, well, I won't just keep Natalie Portman's, uh, let's name her That's Natalie. Exactly we'll name, uh, Le- the professional's name will be Luke. Uh, <laughs> yeah. 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 That's too close. I was, like, I was thinking basically the same thing while watching it. I was like, yeah. is this something that like, he's just always fantasized about? Yeah. <laughs> it's too close to Luke. So yeah, we'll choose another French name with an L. Leon. Yeah. 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 It's yeah. like, uh, that's French for Luke. <laughs> yeah. It was, it's oh, a weird movie. English it's a shame. Cause it's like, if you, if you took out all of the pedophile stuff, which is a lot, but if you took it all out, it would be like, okay, this yeah. would be pretty cool. Assassin taking on a young protege. It would have worked better if she was like twenty or like yeah. nineteen. Yeah, probably would have been like, fine. Then it's like she's in she's in a a, a a coming adult sort of age. Yeah. Uh, that would have worked better. Yeah. Instead of uh, a child. Well, it would work better because then I wouldn't be on the couch screaming, "Why don't you call social <laughs> services?" <laughs> like she needs to be taken in by like by the state. Like it's not point. in a third world country. No, it's in New York. <laughs> <laughs> There's yeah. services for this thing. Yeah. And he's just like, no, just live with me. Nobody knows. Like, people think you're dead. Just live with me, though. 
Yeah. Yeah. Government has no idea where you are, you know. Yeah, it's it's, it's kinda, weird. It's really weird like there's like this idea of um like the way like we're, we're always like kind of I'm I'm going a bit off track. I don't care. Um, we're always kind of like taught these lessons about like these random acts of kindness and like helping the random person here. And I, and I just like started thinking. Eventually, it's like, you know, this guy who stopped my car and my group of friends to tell us that his daughter is in the hospital and he needs to sell us a painting for forty dollars so that he can pay for the bus ticket. Like that guy can. That guy probably could go somewhere. There's probably someone to take care of him. And almost, yeah. <laughs> I say almost certainly, certainly <laughs> this is a scam. And I, I, I just feel like in, in like modern like kind, of, kind of times where there's so many services to take care of you, it's, it's like somebody who is you know, begging on the street. Like I, I, just, I don't understand the motivations at this point because I'm like, like, is this, like, what is, like, because you, you hear about people who are panhandle, they're making, like, $400 a day, like, yeah. panhandling on the side, and I'm like, like, is this all just a scam? Like, because, like, because there's services for all of these things yeah, to, there is. to help you do it, and, and it kind of ties into this movie thing, too. It's like, yeah, does he know? You're right, Muller. The lesson learned here, don't ever help anyone, <laughs> especially those in need. Well, they're conning you. Yeah, uh, or maybe just go somewhere where there's like a structure to help them. Yeah, one or the other. Both, are, both are perfectly <laughs> go acceptable. Go volunteer at a place. Um, so should we move on? To... Yeah, so do we want to talk about another uh, movie from the director of the, the, director, fifth, of the, fifth, of the, the director of the fifth from the director of Leon the Professional the most epic from, the, movie. from the director of the pedophile's wet dream that is the <laughs> Leon the Professional uh, he also did let's do a more recent one that he did I think probably the, our the worst movie 2014 I'd say uh, yeah 2014 yeah. is Lucy yeah uh, which actually I think it's Scarlett like Johans 70 what is it guy? it's like 66% on Rotten Tomatoes oh, and that's then, way too which high which is way, way shockingly high uh, so just for those who don't know what oh, it's yeah. about, uh, the whole thing is uh, Scarlett Johansson plays Lucy. He has the things about just naming movies after after the first Luke. That's just Luke with a Y at the end. <laughs> yeah, that's just Luke with a Y. He Maybe, just, yeah. just, just wishing he had superpowers. <laughs> you want, yeah, oh. So she's she gets uh, kind of pushed into being a drug mule. What's for he this. look like? What's Luke best? Oh, he looks like an old he, slob. It's amazing. I actually saw like a little panel with him and like the two leads from the Valyrian and they're like these young like high schooler lookers and then he just looks like Jabba the Hutt with a beard. It's amazing. <laughs> yeah, I was just thinking, dude, yeah, this is... This, my suspicion is totally correct. The lead for Valerian looks like he, what he might look like as a young guy because he's got this dumb-looking hair that kind of just spirals out from the yeah. center and hangs down on all sides like it's a dumb bolt. This guy is definitely writing himself have like he's projecting his desires. Well, I don't know what he's projecting with Lucy. So with Lucy, uh, <laughs> Lucy gets uh, Scarlett Johansson. She gets forced into... Forced into being something of a drug mule, like they literally sew a packet of this new experimental drug. I don't remember the name of because I saw this movie like three years ago. Uh, and she gets kicked or punched in the stomach while this happens, and the bag of drugs bursts inside of her, releasing all the drugs. And now, what the drug is supposed to do is supposed to increase your brain usage. It's just limitless. It's just the movie Limitless. Yeah, I never saw that, but I remember reading yeah. it. It had basically the same. We only use 10% thought. of our brains. Now you can use all 100. Now you're a superhero. Like so that's, this that's is the movie. just immediately stupid. 
stupid premise. So for those that don't know, there's that 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 scientific fact going around <laughs> that uh, we all, you, did you know we yeah. only actually use ten uh, percent of our brain, and if we used more, whatever would happen. So this isn't actually true. So I have so much this diarrhea. Is, this is ten percent. It sounds like you only use like ten yeah. percent of your internal organs to digest the food. <laughs> um, <laughs> well, didn't you know that we only use ten percent? Man, if there was only a pill that let us use a hundred percent, then we could make another bad Luke Besson So movie. for those that don't know, this is like a heavily, heavily, heavily debunked myth and scientists have looked yeah. into it and they don't actually know the exact percentage roughly, at least last that I read, there might have been some new developments or whatever, probably not. Uh, we use about 100% of about our About 100%. And it, it doesn't even make sense that we would use any less than that from, no, an, there's from like an evolutionary very standpoint. Very simple logical arguments you can make. It doesn't just even to, make sense yeah. that, that we would have our brain an active brain burning all this energy and only using 10% yeah. of it. it. It doesn't make any fucking sense. And it's not true at all. And they've, you, you can look it up. I'm not going to go into any scientific a, studies. Just yeah. type it in, in Wikipedia. There's like a Wikipedia page just about the myth. And it's, it's so heavily yeah. debunked and we are always using 100% of our brain. Even apparently for stuff like basic things like walking yeah. and language that we basically do on autopilot, our brain Even is, when you're interrupting brain, other like, people's plans to just have a birthday all of a sudden. There's still like brain activity 100%. in 100% of, yeah. in 100% of our, our brain. Yeah, because if you got brain damage, like, you know, when people get brain damage, it's like, the, it what always affects you. You should, be able to, you should be able to have a traumatic brain injury and if you only use 10% of your brain, you should still be able to be fine. Yeah, like, yeah you should be able to like have 90% of your brain just yeah. blown off. There's, yeah. a, there's a whole bunch, but this is, so this is the basic That's premise science. of the movie that you would just need to do a Wikipedia or a Google search and you'll find out it's complete horseshit. Now, when I watched this, I thought, okay, whatever. It's just a dumb excuse for her to get like super reaction time and have like stupid dumb Matrix fight scenes. It'll be a dumb action movie to watch. That's what I thought it was an excuse for. I don't know why I thought that because I don't, I don't remember seeing any trailer, but that's what I assumed, Andy, where I assumed you, they were going with it. You used to be such an optimistic guy. You weren't, you weren't <laughs> as jaded as you are now three years ago. Yeah, well, every, every, every hour I become slightly more jaded than the last hour. So over three years, yeah, it built up quite a bit. Uh, but as it turns out, it wasn't an excuse for a fun, no. dumb action thing. They actually spend, I think the movie, it's actually, the best thing about this movie is that it's only about an hour and a half. I remember it being short. I was like, good. I was right. It's too long still. It's just an hour and a half too long at an hour and a half. But, uh, <laughs> uh, but they end up spending most of the movie, like I'm going to say well over an hour, just of her trying to get in touch with this uh, world-renowned neurologist or whatever, brain scientist, whatever that's called, mm, yeah. whatever he's doing in the movie. Uh, and trying to explore like what she can do as she unlocks. So throughout the movie, she's actually unlocking more and more of her brain. It actually shows it in like a big number that comes up on the yeah. screen. It's like ten percent, fifteen, boom. And as she uh, gets more and more, she gets more like telekinetic powers. I just assumed her reaction time would go up, or she'd become like super smart or whatever. But she actually starts to get like crazy telekinetic powers and stuff. Which again would, would lead to a dumb action movie, but they don't do that. It's just her trying to get in touch. You said you say it would lead to a dumb action movie. What you mean is it would lead to a fun, but like dumb. dumb uh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, like like at, like ideally, the best thing you can do with this this premise is fun but dumb. Like it's dumb and silly, but if you just pretend that this is this science, this science doing the finger quotes uh, is true, then you can have a fun. I mean dumb that action that movie. limitless movie wasn't horrible. Like it was I never like, saw oh, it. Was kind of a, just I a fun dumb it. thing. Like that's basically. Uh, but instead, it's get. just. It's 
just her talking to a scientist uh, about like uh, the parameters and what what the potential of what our brains could do if we unlocked <laughs> close I love to that 100%. Voice, Andy. <laughs> I always know what you're getting at when you use that voice. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and, uh, and that's the whole fucking movie. There's a couple the like, whole movie. There's a couple like mild action scenes. Actually, one scene I don't remember why that she's in a hospital or something. And the, the gangsters that 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 want their drugs back or whatever they're fucking trying to get from her. What are uh, they? Yeah, who I don't cares? Even know. It doesn't yeah. matter. Um, <laughs> yeah, that's true. They. Uh, they find her at this place and they, they got all these guns and she's completely trapped and she has to go through this hallway and pass them all. And I thought, okay, now they're going to bust out the stupid Matrix fight scene. Here here we go. This is this is the, the mild but stupid and exciting payoff for this movie. And then by that point, she has telekinetic power. She just lifts them all up to the air and freezes them. Not like literally freezes them, but makes them, they can't move and just walks mm-hmm. past them. That's it. That's it. <laughs> That's all that happens. So exciting. That's uh, the whole movie. So eventually she gets to Morgan Freeman, who's the scientist, the neurologist dude that I was talking about. And, and, and at this point, she's unlocked like 100. She's in the 90 to 100% range. And she's able to like morph her body into like different shapes and stuff and like duplicate her hands and all sorts of ridiculously stupid things that don't make any sense in terms terms of neurological activity doesn't make any fucking sense and she's like what i'm gonna do is i'm gonna go uh back in time i'm gonna trans i'm gonna link myself up to all your computers around here and uh go back in time and discover the first cell i think that's what they were getting now like, like basically yeah. the origin she's gonna oh she's gonna go back and unlock like the origin of man for them. Or something <laughs> yeah, this, make, this makes prometheus look fucking brilliant um <laughs> What and if Luke Besson helped on Prometheus? <laughs> so. and they both are hack directors, but uh, so the gangsters are again. They're they're breaking into the place, and all the scientists and other people around her got to stop them, so she can remain stationary and transport her mind back in time. So she can't, she can't help them out this time. And the way they portray this just gets so bizarre. She like turns into like a black goo squid monster and then yeah, like starts like taking over the computers around her almost like a so it's like an arcade machine almost it's yeah like it got it got square. fucking weird but then you start seeing what she's seeing and she's like going back through all these like stage like further back st- stages of uh, different man and whatnot till eventually she finds the first cell really yeah. stupid unimportant and so she she's also dying at this point because she's too powerful for whatever for whatever <laughs> plot reason like using like all of my using brain too much I used of, it up yeah I used it all up <laughs> once you hit a hundred percent then that's critical mass that's where your brain explodes <laughs> that's pretty much that's pretty much it so she's got to get this information quickly to Morgan Freeman as the scientist dude who can whatever take this information and do stuff with it. And the way they decide to portray this, like she's like this, she's basically a god at this point. She can she can telekinetically communicate people with people, turn into black goo, and take over computers and go back in time. And she comes like a little goo tentacle arm comes out of the computer and hands Morgan Freeman a USB stick with the information <laughs> on it. And it's like you can communicate like like telepathically across the world because she did that earlier yeah. in, the, in the movie, and. You just you're still using like a flash drive technology. <laughs> like you're a like future a future shop, like yeah, nine dollars yeah, yeah. and ninety nine cents. It's literally a little gigabyte. black USB stick, <laughs> like, like Braden's thirty two gig USB yeah. stick that I bought you to replace that old clunky hard drive, which I still use. This is probably <laughs> this is probably better than the USB stick Lucy made. It was just amazing. More quality control. So I'm they in made the th- lots of them. I'm in the theater watching this whole movie. Just just sick of it just getting angrier as the movie goes on I realize they're not it's not just a dumb action movie it's gonna be 
just stupid. Let's let, let's explore more of this ten percent of the brain shit. <laughs> and then and then it was like a I'm gonna say less than half full theater around that range. Look at that, an optimist. Eh? <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> wow, Andy, you're really growing <laughs> these uh, days. Maybe you'll eat some of that pizza out of the garbage and now it's a and pretty, really become a good person. <laughs> it's a pretty quiet theater and whatever. And I'm just getting angrier and angrier. And then I see this scene where the little tentacle arm uh, <laughs> passes this USB stick. It'd be stick. great if it made like a little CD-ROM whirring noise. You know, like when yeah. you, hit, you hit the button and it goes, yeah. and it comes out for you to put the CD into the but computer. But it got to this scene and I just burst out laughing. <laughs> I was just yeah. Like just laughing at this quiet scene and no one else would laugh. It was so fucking stupid. <laughs> yeah, we were laughing at a bunch thing. of stuff in Valerian that like I don't oh, think yeah. anyone else was laughing. There were some things that other people laughed at that like were dumb, but like we were just killing ourselves at like these totally mm-hmm. like no one we else were, we were thought quite it was loud. funny. I don't know how many times I just yeah I just said like quite loud. I was like, "What is going on <laughs> in this movie?" Yeah, there were a few girls behind us who were laughed one or two times when you said yeah. that because they felt the same way. <laughs> uh, do you have any other thoughts on Lucy? Because you Lucy. saw Lucy as well. I just see I saw the theater by myself, and Luke I remember just like Beast. clapping and laughing and like yeah. I was just hooting the whole time because I, I had no I don't know that was my natural reaction. It was. Laughably bad. Yeah, it was a rough. She watch. she does have that funny conversation with her mom though. Do you remember where she's she's recanting how her mother's breast oh, milk tasted? She's on the phone with her mom. She's <laughs> like, "Mom, I can see all the images that happen in my life all at once. I remember putting my mouth around your breast." <laughs> And the milk <laughs> touching my tongue and all this stuff. And she's like, Lucy, are you okay? She's like, on the phone. What are you, what are you, mental? <laughs> that's, the, that's projecting of Luke Bessie. Yeah. yeah. Oh, man. <laughs> like, I remember my mom's best milk. It was hot. Let me put it in this movie. <laughs> and I work this into Lucy. He just, like, he just transcribes all his, his <laughs> sessions with his therapist and then just brings them in to help write yeah. the script. It's <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> like, oh, man, I was just... I was just a young boy with uh, this 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 angry old man who was seemed like he would he was gonna kill somebody or something like that. Yeah. <laughs> His name was Leon. Uh, I, I guess to close this off, let's actually talk about from the director of the the Fifth Element, uh, the Fifth Element, because this movie I think uh, I think it's actually a good movie, but I think it mm-hmm. gets a little a little overhyped. Like people talk about it, like when you say from the director of the fifth element, oh my God, you hear this new movie? Maybe it's the director of the fifth element. I can't wait to see it. Oh, so no. fucking excited. Like I, I talked to a lot of people who were very excited about it. And I, I, I remember really liking uh, the fifth element as a kid when it came mm-hmm. out. I would have been about 10, somewhere in, whenever I, I don't know how immediately I saw it, somewhere between 10 to 13 when I saw it. Uh, I remember really liking it. I remember it was one of those movies that me and my brothers would watch a mm-hmm. lot. Uh, but I, I haven't seen it basically since then, since being a young kid. So I decided after watching Valerian to, to revisit it. Yeah, it's all right. Mm-hmm. Oh, no. <laughs> Andy is less excited about a popular franchise than other people. Whatever are we going to do? <laughs> what a surprise. <laughs> Sorry. Yeah, <that's> a good <laughs> movie. <laughs> Uh, no, I mean, I actually have like uh, some good things to say, but like I will say, especially compared to his other movies, like how uh, there's actually some interesting stylistic directing and editing in it. And have you seen it recently? I know not, you said you uh, were, a couple not, years ago. I, I saw it I for the it. first time a couple years ago because a, a girlfriend wanted me to watch it so, so badly. Will, this movie's so good, you got to see it. I, I was like, yeah, this is good. There will be a scene. There will be a scene <laughs> where fine. where like different sets like of characters in different places. Different sets of characters in different places will be discovering the same information at the same time or yeah. going through the same parts of the plot at the same time. And they'll be, it, again, it's like basically like three different scenes or two different scenes or whatever, but they're talking about the same thing. And the conversation will jump back 
between the two conversations. Like one character will ask a question and be like, well, where's the, where's, where's the box that has this, the stones? Because they're looking for some stones in this movie. And then it Which cuts, like it cuts over, to, like, it cuts over to these other sets, like the villains who are also talking about it. Like, what do you mean the stones aren't where they say they are? And then it cuts back and they're like, yeah, they're not there. They're going to stumble upon them. <laughs> it's, like, it's actually really fun, uh, clever editing and yeah. exposition. And it has so much more style than any of his other movies that I've seen. None of them have that like flair to it. Uh, it's, it's, it's pretty cool. He's just got to calm down a little bit and ca- especially calm down on the perv stuff and maybe he can make a good movie. Uh, yes. <laughs> well, he's, I, I guess, at least with the sci-fi stuff, I'll say he's ambitious. The and and I think... Not too much Well, I think stuff, I understand... I think I understand where... Chris uh, Tucker was a pervert. Uh, you know, to extend, the, yeah. to extend the olive branch a little bit. Uh, I think I understand where people have so much love for it in that it he does in Fifth Element create like an interesting universe here where they have like these kind of sets of rules that you, you learn about. Pretty cool. Uh, and he, he's good at world building in that. In The world building in Valyrian is just like, let's just throw in more alien shit. There's new alien species. There's this, there's that, there's this and that. And, and in The Fifth Element, it's always just like, ah, things that are just kind of happening in the background. And it's just like, oh, okay, that's interesting. I don't need to, uh, ex- them to explain what that little creature on his desk does. It's like I imagine it's just some creature he captured that cleans his desk or whatever. It's, like, it's cool little world, world buildings, little alien on the side. I don't need to know anything about him. All that sort of jazz. Uh, but I will say the movie has some really sloppy writing in it. Like this is this is where I just think it comes across as okay. Like so, they have to get the stones because they need it to to stop this evil alien asteroid that's coming, and they need to get the stones from this alien opera singer or whatever who's been holding on to the stones for hundreds of years or whatever. And they're like, oh, she's playing on this, this space cruise ship, so we need to send our best guy, and we, we need it to be quiet and whatever to get so these get stones. So they get like this taxi driver. So they get, they, get this, this, they get Bruce Willis, who used to be a, sol- a renowned soldier who's retired, blah, 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 blah. There's no real good reason for them to only have to send in one guy. This is basically, if they don't get these stones, this evil asteroid is going to destroy the entire universe. Not Earth. They say it will slowly just, if it hits Earth now, it will from there slowly destroy the rest of the universe. So everyone should be pool, all the different aliens Sounds and whatever should be pooling together and be like, yeah, we got to get these stones. And they're not getting the stones from some gangster who doesn't want to give it to them. They're getting it from someone who's cooperatively like, yes, I will hold these stones and get to them to you uh, when you need them. <laughs> but for some reason, I'm not going to come to Earth and you need to, get, you need to get them from me in a super secret mission and whatever. So I'm not going to cooperate at all. And we're not even going to address that in the slightest. So they have to send him. And the military is like, we're going to rig this, uh, this radio contest. That's where Chris Tucker's character, he's the radio DJ. Uh, we're going to rig this uh, radio contest in for, so you can win this trip and go see the opera singer. It's like, this is like the Earth military. Like, why do they need to rig a contest? Can't they just <laughs> they get them a, a fucking... Can't they just buy them a ticket or, be, or, or t- contact the cruise, the cruise company and be like, uh, yeah, we need to send this guy over yeah, there. Yeah, like a military stones. general from Earth. He's like, ah, oh, I'm not the fourth call. Yeah, like, yeah, that's, oh, exactly, we're done. <laughs> that's exactly what I'm thinking. So it's already kind of laughable. But then, uh, so this this priest who is also, he, he's, he's part of this whole religious, like, you got to make sure that they get the stones in order to beat this evil thing. He's like, he like holds Bruce Willis up at gunpoint. He's like, I'm taking that ticket to the thing, uh, to the, to the ships instead. I got to make sure this goes right. This is my mission. It's like, 
It's like you've been waiting for this for like 300 years. You couldn't have saved a bunch of money for a plane ticket or whatever. <laughs> like, it's so important that he gets this plane ticket. Like, apparently, Bruce Willis is the only one. It's with like a video game where, like, where, like, getting, like, you know, the bus ticket to the next area. It's <laughs> yeah. like you have to beat the boss. And, like, for some reason, you can't just use normal currency. Like, it's all this weird rigged system <laughs> just to make sure that you play the game right. But it's like, apparently, their universe works that way, too. And then, and then G- Gary Oldman, who's the sub villain, he's trying to help this evil alien asteroid force why he uh, wants to die I don't know there's no reason for him they don't ever explain why he's helping he has no motivation to do it whatsoever in fact he would he'll be one of the people dying <laughs> yeah. there's no they don't ever even get into that but then he's like so he's run he's like the head of this rich corporation of course like that, that's the only <laughs> course, fucking villain Luke we got nowadays always the corporations <laughs> Great social commentary. This corporate, we we gotta we gotta steal Lucy's ability so to think about like, her mom's breast milk, like, like and sell <laughs> it to the masses. He's <laughs> like super rich, runs this huge corporation, can do anything he wants, has access to weapons or whatever, and he's like. I gotta get some of my men to get that space plane ticket from Bruce Willis so they can get up there. And it's like, why is no one able to get a ride to this fucking thing? And then eventually, eventually his guys end up just, they don't get the plane ticket because uh, Bruce Willis, he ends up getting on the, the space plane. And, but they end up just getting there anyway. They don't explain that either. I don't know why it was, they, there's like this huge scene where like all these different f- like uh, forces are fighting for this plane ticket. Yeah, they weren't just trying to stop him. They were trying no. They weren't to trying to stop him. They they needed. They're like, we need to get you on that uh, cruise so you can get the stones. Like you gotta get that ticket from Bruce Willis. But then the bad guys just end up showing up later and shooting up the place. And then Gary Oldman, he just ends up flying there in his own spaceship when when his guys <laughs> fail. So like, why was there like this twenty minute scene? It's it's not the worst thing in the world because the scene is kind of fun. It's like this airport scene where he's kind of duping them all or whatever. Uh, but it's like, why is it this huge important thing that's like the government had to rig him to win this contest? Yeah. And this Bible guy, like he couldn't get enough money to scrounge up a cruise ticket expense to save the fucking universe. And then the head of a corporation can't afford or can't like uh, rig, like send his guys up in there and scheme his, his guys up in there. And then he just flies up there anyway at the end. That's fine. <laughs> so it's like, it's, there's some, sl- that's just an example, like a perfect example of like this sloppy sloppy writing in the movie it's it's overall fun yeah. uh, like that's why it's forgivable uh, and I say Mila Jovovich is not a this is another point no, Mila Jovovich is not a convincing action star <laughs> she's the slightest no. I know I, I I know her other big action roles are the Resident Evil movies which I've seen the first and fifth of and not the other Andy. ones Classic but I don't Andy. actually remember any of the action sequences I can't speak of that yeah. but her action like and fight scenes in the fifth element are really unconvinced she'll like punch one of the ugly aliens in the face and it just looks like the weakest fucking punch <laughs> And I know she's like a dainty little model in real life but they didn't edit it or speed it up in so a way So Cara, De- Cara Delvine yeah, her fight scenes weren't that convincing. Yeah, I didn't think they were bad. They weren't horrible. They were more convincing than than the Jovovich's. Yeah, and it's just like this is like this perfect soldier or whatever. Uh, it was just like really weak, really, really weak. Whoops. So, uh, so speaking of uh, uh, lame writing, you guys, mm-hmm. I, Luke Besson has done a lot of screenwriting for movies too. Yes. I was noticing this. So he wrote, I guess he was a screenwriter on the Transporter movies, Ooh. but he also was a main writer for the Taken movies. Oh, yeah. I remember oh. reading that the other day. I forgot about that. That movie about a girl getting kidnapped, sold into sex <laughs> slavery. <laughs> Luke, Luke, Luke. So if Luke, Somehow you got three movies out of this simple <laughs> yeah, concept. So if, if Luke uh, Besson was a flavored condom, which flavor would he be? <laughs> 
I don't know. He's, he's, a condom overall is the best way. To it. <laughs> Any flavor, it doesn't matter. Uh, what are the kids like? Uh, <laughs> cotton candy. <laughs> Blue bubble gum. <laughs> yeah. The other one. Uh, yeah, I know that kind of sums up. There's also a real, there's a real ham-fisted romance in the fifth element. Like, like Bruce Willis falls in love with Mila Jovovich's character for no real reason, other than that she's hot. Because yeah. she can barely speak English. In the what do you mean, thing, no real reason? <laughs> but I just mean, like, a, like he's in, he he's in love with her, and the fifth element ends up being love because they kiss, and then it shoots Isn't a laser she beam. the fifth element? Or? She's like the, the case, the, the embodiment but of the fifth element. But they need love to like But they need love because they got all the other elements. Aren't there the like 200 elements? Where's the periodic table? <laughs> but, like, uh, it's not like the sixth sense. Like it's like there's a lot. But the fifth element ends up being love. But then they put her in the middle, and they're like, "You got to do your thing. You got to do whatever works." She's like, "Well, I don't, I don't have love." And he's like, "But I love you." And then they kiss, and then she shoots a laser beam at this guy. But it comes out of nowhere because like they, she doesn't <sighs> even speak the same language. They never had any real like relationship moment. It's just that she's hot. <sighs> That's that is so it's, it. lost. It's, it's really not lost. It's lost. yeah. The fifth element is actually just lost. <laughs> she's the living. She's she's the living embodiment of boron. Uh, the fifth element. Or uh, oh, so that's a point of the whole thing is like yeah. this whole like from the director of the fifth element and a bunch of other crap and that the fifth element is actually just it's just a decent movie. It's nothing amazing. Don't well, happen. people really <laughs> like it. I don't know if you can talk them out of their own experience. Yeah, I'm just trying to say it's that's just we can try. I'm <laughs> saying in my opinion it's a little have you ever, a little overblown. Have you ever had someone? Try Try to talk you out of your own experience before, uh, like well, someone I mean, arguing you. That uh, what are we on? Like episode nineteen, 19 or of shitting on movies? Yeah, yeah. we do whatever. We've done it a whole bunch. <laughs> I think he's about. referring to me and Andy uh, crapping on him for all the weird. No, I'm not even. So, that's what I thought you meant. All the weird stuff, like oh, s- chopsticks are stupid. Uh, or no, Papa no, no. Murphy's pizza. No, that's sucks. funny. But like I've like yeah. I remember getting in like arguments with my roommate about just stuff. It's like. Um, I'm, I'm gonna sound like a real fool here <laughs> about like right, you know, which drawer. Course, don't hold which, back now. <laughs> which drawer should the cutlery go in or whatever? And it's like, well, I'm I'm always going for it in this one, and then it's never there. It's like we should move it there, and it's like, no, but it would be better for this, this, and this reason if it's over here. And it's like, yeah, but I don't like I don't go for it over there. Like, and it's like, like how are you gonna talk me out of what I go for? Like, it's just it's just a natural inclination. I don't know. Pat, back me up here. You, you <laughs> yeah, Pat says, yeah. yeah. Any, any amazing thoughts on cutlery? Pat? <laughs> cutlery drawers? Any, any, he loves them. I, I, I wish you I heard had, it here first, people. I wish I had a better example <laughs> to share for you. <laughs> but, <laughs> I do too. <laughs> no, I guess, yeah, chopsticks are good. It's like, it's like, yeah, I like having fun with them. No, they're dumb. It's like, well, what do you mean? Are I'm you saying gonna, that I don't think I like them? Or like, <laughs> I like <laughs> to think I'm not trying to talk people out of their opinion. I'm just trying to make fun of them for having that opinion. I don't care if they end, at the end of the day, they ch- if I change their mind or not. I don't give a shit. Yeah, this <laughs> isn't a debate. going to call you an idiot. Yeah, this isn't a debate show. We just... This is a, just tell you how it is. This is a mockery. This is a, yeah. this is a mockery show. Just tell you what's yeah. true. Um, all right. Well, I uh, I have I have a thirty second gripe we can end with. Have you ever had somebody as an adult measure things in half years? Uh, no. What do you, give an example? It's like what kids do, right? How old are you? Well, I'm two and a half, right? Because they're, yeah, cause they're yeah, sure, kid, sure, or, sure. or three and a half. I don't know how old kids are talking. Probably after they've beaten Donkey Kong, but um, <laughs> like you know, they're, they're they're oh, I'm four and a half, right? Like the kids measure it. Have you ever met an adult who's like, yeah, I've been a hairdresser for 7.5 years? I don't know if this is as ridiculous as you're... As what do you, you mean? It, it's insane. Yeah, I don't think Like, it's... what are you, a child? No, it sounds about like right. You're, 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 half, you're... A, half a year is a large chunk of time. It'd be annoying if they're like, I've been a hairdresser for seven and 
three sixteenths of the, <laughs> the year. Yeah, that like, would be annoying. But seven and a half, half rank. I mean, that makes yeah, sense. Like I'm almost at half a year of my job. But you ask me, Braden, how long you worked at your job? I'd say oh, about three and a half years. Like doesn't sound weird. What's more annoying? Well, especially to me, if you, no, especially if you said three point five years. Yeah, that's kind of weird. That way. That's just you sound like a robot then. <laughs> what's What's more annoying to me is like when young parents are like, my child is 24 months old. That's <laughs> annoying. Your child is two. He's <laughs> not 24 months old. Like that's oh, what, he's he's, he's thing 16 is months old. Your child is one. I should. I, should, I probably <laughs> shouldn't have started it's with okay, that. It's okay pre-year when you're like, yeah, he's eight sure. months old because you haven't reached that full year. Whatever. He's not... 25 months old. He's two years old. <laughs> you idiot. Agreed. He's two yes. years and one month old. But I probably shouldn't have started but with if a someone job said, example. If you can someone relate. said to me, my child is two and a half, I'd be like, oh, that's, that's no, that's, acceptable that's thing fine. to say. Like, it's, and you're talking about your kid until they're like six, really. Maybe, maybe, maybe even seven. But like, yeah, it would get weird. But if, if, like, <laughs> if you ask me, and I'm like, yeah, I'm 30 and a half years old. You <laughs> yeah, want, that's you what I mean. So I should have started get with, weird at a certain point. I should have started with your age instead of the job example, because that's a yeah. Who like who yeah. is doing what a what a freak. <laughs> I'm, I'm 25 and a half years how, how, how doesn't that just sound your age so is, dumb? doing it with age is weird yeah how, yeah, well, that's how dare you try and talk them out of their experience yeah, yeah. numbers <laughs> and fractions Muller. yeah how you're an idiot you? like it's not it's not that it's like it's it's like no, you don't naturally go to that drawer for the cutler. It's like, yeah, I. <laughs> well, what, what do you mean I don't do that? <laughs> well, no, it didn't sound like they were saying that. They it sounded like they had a logical reason for putting it where it was, and you were just like, I just, I, I just subjectively like it in the drawer. I don't have a good reason for it. I just like it there. And it, it doesn't sound like they were telling you. Yeah, but it's, how it's to like ex- user experience. It's like I have a, a friend of mine has a cafe, and I think you have a lot of opinions about like compost, about user experience because that's and part cutlery, of my job as a and, technology and, developer and auxiliary cables shit. that sound like outrageous. <laughs> where you're just like, yeah, it's, uh, he probably wanted the cutler in the other drawer. So like a friend of mine yeah. is like a friend of mine case is like, closed. <laughs> no, it was, it was a big argument. How many but, times you charge your phone today? A, a, a friend of mine has like a, a text ordering service, so you can order your food at the at the can restaurant, you? right? So I so I, t- I you know I'm oh, typing okay. in the orders, and I get there, and they're like, um, can you type it in like this way with a semicolon here, and like and like format it in this specific way? And I'm like, that that does not just that. That does not make like the point of texting in your order is that it's easy to do. It's like, oh yeah, this is so What's convenient. What's this have to do just, with talking someone out of their experience? Like because my because just think bring, about your experience of wanting here. to text in. It's like, hey, uh, can I have a coffee? Your a l- large experience coffee. of texting. I don't know. I don't know. What, I never know what you're talking about when you say stuff like that. Your ex- my experience with using chapsticks and my experience with using. Okay, well, if you, if you you're were just talking g- about typing, if why you is, were, <laughs> I got to bring the word experience into the equation. Uh, well, don't just forget it. Then that <laughs> that makes it so hard for you to understand. I'm your trying time. to figure forget. out you how this can't. relates to so, someone so, talking out of your, your experience. So if you were going to text an order to me like say say you wanted like say you wanted a coffee what would you text me uh, get me this type of coffee this yeah size. give me a whatever, large whatever coffee or whatever right so it's like no 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 you what you have to do is you have to type order into it and then a semicolon and then type it and then put a space and put the amount of minutes in and I'm like okay so they're ruining listen, your text reading experience no it, no I have to type that <laughs> I have to format it in this way and I and 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 I'm like listen I'm not the wrong person for typing it in this way. You developed this software yeah. wrong. I am not wrong. You are who is wrong. I am fine to gracefully adhere to, to this to make it easier on you. 
but I am not wrong. I have not done something wrong for typing in what a normal person would order. Can I have a large coffee or something How like that? How dare you try and talk them out of their app-making experience? <laughs> <laughs> Ridiculous. Okay. Want to well, wrap it up here? Yeah, that's, no, that's it. All Luke right. Besson, you're a perv. You got, you, you're a blueberry-flavored condom. Just uh, a condom. Blue, blue just a condom. You're just, just a big, condom. fat, jizz-filled condom. <laughs> yeah. All right. <laughs> See you later, losers. <laughs> so long. Bye for now. Watch Leon get arrested. <laughs>